yo, yo, what is going on? This is Lil Dallas. I am your host as always. And below me, I got my boy Isaac, Rion, maybe will be here. He's online, so hopefully he sees the notification. <laughs> but we got Isaiah back here. Uh, if you haven't heard, we've had Isaiah on once before. We had a very nice conversation with him. Good two-hour long podcast. Definitely, if you have not listened to it, go check it out. But for the most part, we're not really going to be doing a lot of the conversations of that we were talking about during that podcast. We do have a few things that we definitely want to talk about to get out of the way. But I feel like this, this episode is going to be a little bit more, uh, how do you explain this? I'd probably say uh, easygoing. Yeah, a little bit more easygoing, a lot more... We're probably getting a lot more laughs out of it because uh, I got a few jokes on Isaac because I'm pretty yeah. sure he hasn't done what I told him to do yet. Uh, <laughs> no, I have not. I honestly have not. I'm, I'm not disappointed. Gonna... I mean, you have one job, man. <laughs> one job. Well, when you hear what the one job is, I mean, I don't. It depends on how you feel. So I mean, so. all you had to do was listen to the album, CJ. I mean, what album, man? It's religion. Oh my God, yo! I'm thank you. Yes, if you listen to that, you're slipping right now. When See? you said what you wanted to talk about, I was gonna bring that up. That album is absolute crack fire. I had that joint on repeat for like a week straight. Still going back to it. Exactly. I mean, it just it just you, Anthony. You know, you know, you know. You tell what I told you when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like, and what, I, what was my response? You said it'll be, it's partially, just give it a shot. And I said, I said open up your mind. I, I told him, and I told him, I, Isaiah, I told him, I gave YB and Corday a chance. And that's like the youngest rapper I gave a shot. You don't, you don't like Corday? Let me clarify. I do. I have his whole, I have his album downloaded on my phone. I had the last album he did downloaded on my phone. And I like it. I like it. Like it a lot. I even like what's that dude? What has I listened to West Side Gun's new album, which is really good. You know? So yeah. I haven't listened to that joint yet. I guess I'm gonna have to check it out. It's good. It's got Buster, it's got Buster and Slick Rick on there. Like Slick Rick <laughs> the ruler on there. You sound oh. like somebody that dad I don't week right now. <laughs> got Buster and Slick Rick the ruler on there. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac, you are the new Russell Wilson joke. Man, nah, but you do need to listen to that Spillagen album, dog. Like, I'm a big Outkast fan, so they brought back Big Rube. That joint gave me Outkast feels the whole way through. How they set that joint up, like, it's it's fire, man. Johnny Mercury on a whole lot of those pieces, dog. He he gave me some, he gave me some three stacks kind of vibes, y'all. Me, Johnny Venus. Uh, thank you. Uh, he gave me some uh mean mean three stacks vibes, dog. Oh yeah. I'll make you a deal. Anthony, have you listened to West Side Gun's new album? Yes, I have. I okay. listened to it as soon as you said to listen to it. Isaiah, have you listened to West Side Gun's new album yet? Nah, I led with that. I haven't listened to that joint yet. All He's right, somebody I've heard about. I ain't never really gave him a shot yet. Like, Put it this way. You listen to West Side Gun's new album, and I'll listen to Spillage Village. Bro, you, and I will hit you. I will hit you up on Instagram. You should listen to Spillagen without any caveats. There shouldn't be any kind of catch for that. 
Anthony knows. You should listen to it for life enrichment. <laughs> There's a certain, I have a certain taste to my music. It's got to sound a certain way. That's why I gave Corday a pass. Because he said YBN Corday. And before now, any time I heard YBN anything, I, thought, I immediately thought trash. He's going to be trash. He's going to sound like every other 20-year-old rapper, that, a 20-year-old that calls himself a rapper. Exactly. And this is why you still don't listen to Lil Alto. Lil Alto? <laughs> See? My point. That is my whole point. Hey, man. Look, Lil Altoy, he can't even get your bro fresh the whole way. He can't, he can't be spitting bars, bro. He can't. Yeah, he, he low key spit bars. He put it in his name. There ain't no bars in that. Not with a Lil Altoy. <laughs> hey, some, some little rappers actually do spit. Uh, I mean, you're right, because I mean, Lil Wayne was one of the first Lil's that was out there, and he was spitting the whole time we was right. Up. And I mean, honestly, he still got a few moments like present day. I'm not gonna say and be like he the greatest again, but oh no, but Lil like, Wayne when still you got bars, like you will still catch him, and it's like, like, oh my god, yeah, nah, where's like, where's this if man? You want an exa- if you want an example of that, listen to Mama Mia on funeral. That is just all. Oh. Mona Lisa is still one of those songs where I can still just like blast in my car. Also, Jay Electronica dropped something new. It wasn't uh, great. Yeah, I listened to that. It wasn't like, it wasn't as good as written testimony, but it was still good. It oh, was shout, good. shout out to Jay-Z for that album. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of jokes. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that, that written testimony joint was cracked. I mean, oh, yeah. Jay, Jay Electronica riding on shiny suit theory right now, man. That joint came out like 10 years ago. He didn't put it on his last two albums, but but this joint's still tight, though. This album was pretty key. It was some smooth stuff to listen to. He got bars. It's definitely worth yeah. multiple listens. I mean, to be fair, he's kind of he kind of did on a, on a larger scale what Nip was doing before he dropped his first and only album. Because you remember, he had a lot of those songs that was on... Uh, oh, that's theory lap that were used on some of his mixtapes because like Blue Laces, yeah, that was up there. And there was a few other songs that I definitely can't remember that were on. All right, but the thing with Nipsey though is that Nipsey dropped a lot more music than <laughs> Jay Electronica. That, that, that is true as well. It's like all right, while it might not have been an album per se, Nipsey was dropping lots of music, dog. We right. had a whole marathon continues like anthology. You know what I'm saying? Is we had a few pieces from Jay, and then he disappeared into obscurity. Yet somehow, you know, he still got it. Did you? So let me ask don't, you don't do Nip like that, man. Nipsey was. Oh no! I, look, I, I I told Isaac well before Nipsey died. We, we were we were rec- we were talking about the Grammys the year before he died. That was like he should have won that over Cardi B. So all right. So before we go any further, what's up? This is not. An admission to anything. Okay. Now, I will say, I like Cardi B. Let me finish. Her political takes are funny. Her political take on the last vice presidential debate was really funny. That's hilarious. I know you you pulled me out here for pop culture and like that that honestly that's kind of hilarious. Uh, I have no idea what she said, bro. Absolutely no idea what she said. He was it was basically her whole thing was that uh 
if you listen to well, if you listen to how she talked anyway, you really won't be able to understand anything. Because, but disrespectful. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm just hey. So if you basically what she was saying was during the debate, she was saying how Mike Pence wasn't answering any of the questions. He was just deflecting. He was just trying to like impose his will on like his like you know will on Kamala Harris like verbally, and it was just. And it was like, it was just, she was, he was just saying like it was really disrespectful. It was basically what she was saying. So I appreciate Cardi B for coming to stand up for another, um, you know, color woman and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But if we're going to be real, she did the same thing though. I watched, I watched that joint and like she out here, she was doing the exact same thing. The only difference is that she got black woman swagger with it. Like, but she, she pulled the same kind of moves. They might've gave some different answers, but it was a lot of moments to so many different questions that she didn't really like answer. She just kind of went around it. Oh my gosh. This man over here upset at the game. No, 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 that was a crazy catch, my fault. <laughs> That's game. And the oh score is? No, nah, it's, it's about to be 37-34 as long as Greg Zerlin makes this field goal. Mm. But that 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 was a crazy catch. Nice catch. Look at this. Look at how he reaches back to catch it though. And both both feet are in. He <laughs> catches. Oh my god. All right, but go ahead. Go continue with your, uh, what you were saying. I said my fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's all good. Look, I mean, I'm the one that's missing out right now. Both of y'all over here watching this joint. Uh, I, I was just saying to Cardi B's point, with is she's missing the point. They both were politicians that night. They pulled the same moves. They danced around questions. They both said things that were not factual, that were potentially exaggerated. They, it, it, so it's like, I don't know, man. It still, it, it still is. It's like it is what it is. It's up in the air. I, I, at this point, focusing on the presidential debate and election is, is kind of a waste of our time and energy, man. I'm not saying don't vote. I'm just saying that that's right. That's why it's a waste of our focus. And it was good. To, I'm, I'm glad I watched it. I'm, I'm not watching nothing else. Also, I heard Trump not doing this next one. Yeah, he apparently isn't doing it because it's not in person like it was last time. Nah, man. That means because it's like, which one of y'all? So one of y'all could just mute me right now. You know what I'm saying? That's probably exactly why. Cause That's like exactly my, why I could easily just push hit the mute button on you right now, I'm, and I'm out here on the unbounded podcast. <laughs> you could mute me if I started going off the handle and just going crazy one time, right? You're just like, hold on, pause, bro. We gotta have a conversation. You can't be, but so he, he ain't trying to have that. He, and, you can't mute that, man. Exactly, and that was a lot of the jokes because a lot of my teacher friends were saying it was like. If this was on Zoom, or it was just like maybe if we had a middle school teacher be the moderator. Oh, I, you know, I am a teacher, and I've heard from a lot of other teachers how kids have been wilding out in their Zoom classes, and I don't understand how you do that. Like, because I can mute you all with like two clicks. With two, my, mute, my mute game oh. is strong, bro. It's ridiculous. 
And, and it's soon, like, you know, I can mute you all and I can immediately set it without having to go anywhere else so that you cannot unmute yourself. How are you having people popping into your class and showing themselves to everybody? How are you people coming to class just cussing like crazy? Well, you have the power to mute and kick somebody out immediately. Exactly. And that's the part that really blows me about it. It's just like, learn your, learn how to handle these situations. It, this is something that obviously we're going to have to learn to adjust to seeing that your city is not going back until maybe January. My city doesn't even know when we're going back. Where, where are you teaching that? Suffolk. Y'all haven't planned either? They, they are going to have another meeting next week to decide. I don't know. Okay. But the what the way it's looking that we might be going back and uh some we might be starting to like wing people in in uh November. But I know chess speaks in. Yeah. Well, especially for elementary school, because I, I was I, I was out there and they were in research. I'm like, okay. And Virginia Beach also, they're making plans, they're getting people back in, so um it's, so it's COVID, I man. It's crazy. I have a question. So last time we talked to you, Isaiah, the last question I asked you, is the world like V for Vendetta or the Hunger Games? And you said V for Vendetta. Yeah, so we're not at Hunger Games level yet. There's... So I was going to ask, since then, think about what has happened since then. You've had, you know, Rihanna Taylor, uh, not even her killers, not even get charged directly. You had... Uh, white supremacists uh, starting to, well, not that they have been showing their ass, but they're showing even more. And then on top of that, you have people literally defending fascism. And then on top of that, yeah. well, even more on top of that, you had white supremacists try and kidnap, uh, try and kidnap the governor of Michigan. I didn't hear, I didn't know about that. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, this is a real story. So 13 people, 13 white supremacists, let's call them what the, actually, you know, I'm not even going to give them that credit. 13 domestic terrorists. There we go. See, 13 domestic terrorists were arrested by the FBI in a plot to kidnap and potentially murder the governor of Michigan, who's a Democrat. He's Governor Whitmer, I think it's the first name. I had to pull this up because I didn't hear about this. Like I said, I don't, it's so much craziness going on that I have in a lot of ways detached. And the only thing keeping me plugged into the world right now is new music that's been dropping. So it's like. <laughs> We're going to get back to the music. I just need, I just, so my whole question, before we get back to the music and other pop culture stuff, I got to get your take on this. Are you, I wouldn't say surprise because I don't think surprise is the right question. Is the right is the right word. And I would say no if you ask me about surprise. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, is it the fact the fact that is it telling? Now, I'm trying to figure out how to word this so I say it right. So, is it like is it the fact that people are blindly following the rhetoric of cultism and white supremacy is that 
concerning for the potential of the United States as a democracy. Well, I know that sounded really, really like. No, I mean, it's, it's a few oh. things. For one, it's not like we actually have a democracy, right? Um, for two, uh, yeah, I mean, it's always been a, it's always been an issue. It's always been a worry. And what we're seeing right now are telltale signs of a country slipping towards fascism. Uh, y'all was talking about keeping it light. Uh, we are seeing we are seeing signs of our country slipping in towards fascism. We are seeing similar things happening today that happened in Nazi Germany, that happened at in the USSR after the Bolshevik Revolution. We're we're seeing similar things play out on both sides where. It, where we're really getting towards like tyranny more so and authoritarian rule. And because we're capitalists, we are moving more towards fascism than like a, a leftist form of authoritarianism. Um, yeah, yeah. I've been reading on this actually. There's this book that came out earlier this year on tyranny by uh, Timothy Snyder, 20 Lessons from the 20th Century. And dudes were going through and talking about different things that I mean, literally, like different lessons that we can take from how other countries have evolved or devolved into and out of fascism, into and out of authoritarian rule. And he used a lot of re references and similarities between what's going on today and what happened with Hitler and his rise to power and how a lot of people were willing to move with it. And one of the things that you, that you talked about when you brought up the Governor Whitmer getting kidnapped was something that he talked about in here. And they said, be wary of paramilitary groups. Um, so what we're seeing with some of these things, like these these are essentially paramilitary groups. We're seeing little militias come pop up. They're connected, they're you know, heavy gun rights advocates. Most times they're heavy on the right. Um, and we're seeing that mixed with that whole notion of white supremacy, that, that power, that drive for power right there. Those are things that get used for tyrannical rule. Those are things that, that help like really ruin a country because you have people like that that are willing to go out and start to do all types of wild stuff. Um, and you got a lot of other people that are unwilling to do anything about it. So, and then there are different experiments that have been out there. When you put people in this kind of situation, we will start to see a lot of people lean into doing that evil kind of shit. And that's gonna be one thing that we'll have to watch out for because we already are seeing it. We've seen it on multiple occasions, the way people came out in mass for that Charlottesville joint that happened a few years ago, um, you know, out of UVA and then, so many of these other things, man. The the rash of lynchings that we've seen over the summer, also. I know that's not something that's really been getting talked about, and everybody want to focus on Breonna Taylor and George Floyd. But you literally have had a, a lot of different cases of black men being found hanging from trees, and people ruling it as suicides. Like this is, this is, this is present day again. Know what I'm saying like these are this is what we literally saw with lynchings. What black man goes outside in a public place and hangs himself from a tree? That that doesn't that doesn't even sound right. That that doesn't even sound right. That was like when they said that Osama bin Laden wanted a water burial. So after the U.S. killed him back in 2000. 
11 or whatever that when that happened they they said they dropped him off at sea because he wanted a water burial that don't make no sense type of man from the middle east want a water burial <laughs> in the atlantic ocean yeah that sounds very stupid don't even that don't even make sense uh so like it's certain things that come up when we just we get told one thing and then another thing out of this book right this it's a really small pretty pocket-sized book um you can fit it in the coat pocket and the joint was like um you to watch out for blind faith and this is something that we see a lot right now i think right if you really want to talk to not just like a lot of trump supporters but not just trump supporters also if you were to talk to a lot of supporters on the other side a lot of supporters for democrats um what we tend to find is it might be a good rationale for why they're doing what they're doing, but we, we tend to find that there's a whole lot of sense lacking. That a lot of things that they're doing don't actually make sense. That they do it simply because they were told to, and that sounds better than a particular alternative. And- Doesn't that sound like the Nuremberg trials though? Like people were just doing things just because they were like, like if you remember the Nuremberg trials after World War II, when all those Nazis went to Went to I mean, so you're talking about how the you talking about how the Nazis like started to react, how they started to develop and lean into doing evil things to people, and yeah, what well, they were that, and then like you remember how afterwards they said like when they were asked to face the music essentially by the courts, the United Nations, they were like most of them said we were just following orders, you know, we didn't necessarily believe in what we were doing, we were just doing what we were told. Yeah, yeah, there's that. There's an authority, and somebody's telling you to do something. You don't right. question it. You just follow along because you believe that the authority is telling you the right thing. Right. Up until, I mean, at that point, you're now on the world stage having to face your consequences because millions of people have died. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, but even on that notion, I mean, there's things were done for them. You know what I'm saying? There was still justice in a sense. Um, for what happened in that regard, but like, but we're we're seeing the same kind of thing though. That's the point that I'm bringing up. People just following orders, leaning into it, that blind faith, willing to accept it. They're not really asking certain questions. They're just going along with the flow, and just accepting it because somebody that seemed like they were an authority figure told them to do it. Somebody in a position of perceived power told them to do a thing. Um. This is the last question I'm going to ask you before we get back to the funnier stuff and less chaotic stuff. Um, Took a little detail. Will, will the America, will, will the United States, do you think, do you think there's any, any case in which Republicans, like the Republican lawmakers, would rather, do you think that they're brave enough to, Essentially, do you think they would rather see fascism take over in this country than the United States return to, I want to say it's former glory, but when it wasn't this close to fascism? Do you think they would rather like stay on the path they're on? Do you believe that they would rather stay on the path they are right now rather than see a change? Man. Do you think like Republican lawmakers are brave enough, like people in Congress and then Senate? You think they're brave enough to say, you know what, we're headed down a path that could be really, really fucked in the long run. I don't think it's a matter of bravery at mm-hmm. all. 
it's, I don't think it's a matter of bravery. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that's that's not really so much it. Because honestly, I think it takes that they have to be brave in order to get out here and say some of the things that they do to get out here and contradict themselves so readily on the record. Prime example right now, this whole um, stuff going on with the Supreme Court nomination, right? Yeah, Um, Lizzie Graham, what he said. Multiple people. But I was thinking about this man, Mitch McConnell, previously when when Obama had the chance that he was in this position, there was a big fuss because somebody else, another one of the seats was open. I think it might have been Scalia and Think so. Uh, yeah. So when that when that when he died, right, and that seat became open, and then they didn't, they kept stalling up on his nomination, saying that a president in an election year should not be allowed to choose a Supreme Court justice, even though there had been no precedent stopping that prior. So now here it is, four years later. And it's Donald Trump, it's Donald Trump's turn. And they're saying that he needs to go ahead and do this. America needs this in order to this, that, and the third. So he will readily get out here and swap his story. So I don't think it's a matter of bravery, but like, um, also I, I don't think you understand how close our country has been to fascism for so very long. Like, so your question is like, Man, my question like, probably, it's like you missed a mark. Like, I don't know. It's like, it's so not. My, so my question would probably be more like, are we any closer to fascism now than we were before? Oh, uh, I mean, yes, we that, are definitely closer now. We are f- definitely closer now for several reasons. A lot of what we see with Donald Trump is lining up with some of these things of a fascist ruler. He doesn't really have a very, very great plan, but some people are coming up and making shit shake for him. And there are certain things that are getting signed off and the people be, are loving him for. The way in which he talks to a group of people that, that have been listening to him is... It's ridiculous, but he is speaking to them in such a way. I mean, he knows his audience. So he's speaking to them in such a way that they are hanging on to whatever it is that he is saying, even though he himself, it was a report. I I was looking into some of this information, right? Donald Trump himself, personally, from like his own words, his own handles online, is responsible for some like 30% of the misinformation about COVID-19. Donald Trump himself is responsible for about 30% of the misinformation revolving about COVID-19. One man responsible for 30% of the misinformation? 30% of what the fuck is skewing people on how this thing is affecting us right now. And so it's like, and, and that doesn't matter to so many folks. You can catch him up on all of these things, but there's that piece I was talking about, right? That blind faith that he has spoken to folks in a way that they were willing to listen and do just about whatever the hell he is saying. And he is speaking in a way that is also like giving gas to people that are willing to get out here and kill you in the fucking street. Excuse me, I forgot what type of podcast I'm on. No, 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 no. This is going to be explicit either way, so you're good. <laughs> <laughs> like, so it's like, it, so, so on that note, right? Yeah, we are definitely quite, quite close to it. 
And then some of what we're also seeing, so like history shows us a lot of lessons. And if you don't learn the lessons, then you're going to be doomed to deal with some of the same consequences because other people are applying things they learned from history. If you paid attention and you wanted to control a group of people, you could look at how Hitler, how Adolf Hitler was able to rise to power through the system, through an election, changed the, changed the way the system was operating so that it benefited him, and then go and seek and then wage war on a massive scale. Increased technology and medical advances at the expense of millions of people's lives, but there were a lot of things that they ended up gaining. How was he able to do that? through how he spoke to people and the fact that he had an authority and people were willing to do whatever because authority said it was okay. So right now, what are we seeing? We're seeing Donald Trump, who is willing to speak to people in such a way that gets them fired all the way up, even though it doesn't actually quite make sense, has been doing things that goes against the way the system was previously designed to work, going against not just traditions, literally breaking presidential laws and like beyond and precedence on how certain things are going. And then and saying that I'm the president, I can go and do this. Was impeached and stayed in office, so the impeachment failed. That ramped up all of his political followers, right? Because now you see this man face the highest level of of opposition that the president can face, right? Outside of Congress doing everything they can to stall up anything you're trying to do, like what we saw with Obama. But they impeached this man and he got through impeachment. He got all these other things, years of tax fraud, tax evasion, still in office, still, still rocking out. That man's gonna win this election. And if he said he said that if he doesn't win, that he wasn't going to guarantee a peaceful transfer transfer of power. He said that there would not be a transfer of power. These are all signs of a person that is seeking dictatorship. And I ain't the first person to say that. And I've been looking at it and I've been feeling like that and understanding that there have been other people, historians, political scientists that are also watching and paying attention to these signs and seeing the same thing. It's letting you know something, that this joint really is going all the way left. So then what else are we seeing with it, right? So I was talking about Adolf Hitler. When Adolf Hitler was coming to power, he started trying to annex more territory. And territory that he annexed, and I was getting this out of this book right now. So Tom, Tim Snyder over here is the source for this little piece. Uh, he was talking about how when he went and he annexed the some of the other areas, the people in that town, the people in the countries that he started annexing, some of them were on board and they also immediately started to ostracize and treat the Jews in their area with disdain and discontent and did not take very long. We see this again right now. We see in like the way in which some, I mean, a lot of white folk, but also some black folk are really against a lot of this change, this political change that's going. And I think also the movement is, I feel like the movement's also been hijacked, personally. Mm -hmm. I, I oh, I, like I, I've been saying that since the beginning, because I was like, look, the thing, it started off as a noble thing, but then now I'm, sit, I'm sitting here looking at it, and I was watching all the, the protests and we say it, riots, and I was like, you know, there's a lot of not us out here doing all this burning stuff down, and then it's going to just come back onto, onto us saying, but yeah. y'all don't care about what's going on in, in the cities and which yeah. is 
absolutely BS because we're out here we're out here protesting the violence in our own inner cities as well. So one thing, and I agree with you, this is like hella toxic about how that's been going on. And we see it in a lot of different places. And it's like, but again, though, that blind faith type of piece right here, right? So that, and I said earlier, we're seeing it on both sides. We see it with Trump supporters. We see it with some supporters for Democrats. We're seeing it with supporters for Black Lives Matter, people that are so ready to just burn everything all the way the fuck down instead of actually thinking about other ways that you can really go about making a change. You may go ahead and you burn this joint down right now. Only thing you're going to end up doing is now you have eliminated a lot of what could be there, destroyed property. Some of y'all could have started buying, owning, and controlling. So you're, and you're hurting yourselves. Also, that means you're going to be raising like insurance rates and stuff on people that live there. Tax rates are liable to go up because of the amount of work that's going to have to happen. You're doing a lot of backwards damage because you're not thinking about things in the moment. People really aren't thinking about their actual economic power. People are so quick to just physically go and burn something down like and, and sometimes sometimes that is the right thing to do i am open to a variety of opportunities right but at the same time it's more often than not it's destructive and when it's been hijacked we're seeing white people we're seeing other folks come out here and start throwing bricks and rioting and, and breaking stuff down when we were initially peaceful and then we're getting caught up in things we don't need to be getting caught up in that Kyle Rittenhouse situation out. And I feel like that was Kenosha, right? When the white the yeah, 17 year old kid he came into town, some other folks, they were protecting property or whatever. And then he ended up shooting a couple people that night. I feel like Cassidy shot were some white folks. And for, but for the most part, he was being attacked when he started getting shot. But then we all get caught up in so much of the narrative. So like there's, there's so much going on. We're really missing the key point. And so, man, we, we I'll go off on this for a minute. It's been hijacked. And I think pop yeah. culture, bringing it back around, pop culture is in some regards able to notice and highlight this. And we can look at these things through art. Y'all seen the trailers for that uh, movie, Judas and the Black Messiah? No, I, uh, I did not watch the trailer. I do know what it's about. Yeah, so duh. All right. So on that joint, we're talking about a movement being hijacked. So lessons that you learn from history. Y'all know about Fred Hampton? Yes, I Googled him when I was so at work. So Fred Hampton, this movie, Judas and the Black Messiah, is about Fred Hampton and the Panthers and how the government, FBI agents, police out in that in Chicago, they got together to hijack the movement, to put and basically insurgents in the movement. They caught some black people up on crimes. They were like trumping up some of the charges. So like if you got caught doing something kind of dirty they would ramp up charges and say all right well look you can go and you can take 25 years in prison or you can go home but you got to be an informant for us and you got to go spy on the black panther party and this is what started happening and this is one of the things that was extremely effective in destroying the panthers and then it's like all right well why were they doing that well because they started a lot they started a lot. It was 
They were arming their people with knowledge and with self-defense. They were feeding the children and educating the kids. They were protecting the women and protecting the families. They were really going about making major change. And then we also had the Rainbow Coalition, which for the most part, last time I looked like first few results, last time I looked at it, just brings you up like gay rights stuff, which isn't bad, but it takes away from the history that we had with this. Rainbow Coalition was a coalition of all colors of oppressed people, not just colors, of all types of oppressed people. That's why it was called the Rainbow Coalition. It was black folks, red people, yellow, so natives, whoever, like it was all of us coming together to make this change because it was all power to the people. So Judas and the Black Messiah, man, pop culture, like sometimes they really are hitting on things. And I know like predictive programming is real, but at the same time we get certain uh, little glitches in the matrix every so often that it's just like fire, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and I think this is gonna be one of them. They better do this movie right. I'm, I'm excited for this. All right, so while we're on, all right, so staying with pop culture and not going back to politics, I repeat to whoever's gonna listen to this, we are not going back to politics. You have hey, man, my word. Your fault, though. You want go back yeah, to politics. Fashion. If we go back to politics, feel free to at me on Twitter and call me an idiot. I'm gonna fry you up. I'll add the first guys. <laughs> so, in pop culture, did you hear about the failure that was Takashi Six Nine's album? Um, I'm gonna go just you know hard hard left. No, of course not. Um, I I have so, done let me tell you about what I can. Just let me get this out first. You tell me about it. But I've really done what I can to not see that clown anywhere as much as possible. Because he is a culture vulture. That man is fake. That man is like, he is a plant. He is a bug. He is not. And he's just here to like, stir up shit and controversy man i i, I guess on, on a musical level people do like the music that he makes i question a lot of people's intelligence every day though um, you call that music? I, I mean i'm not really with it man it's it's catchy but like for real for real it's the beat and it's not like he's the producer so like anybody can buy a beat you know what i'm saying Anybody can buy a beat, bro. Anybody can buy a beat and yell on a track. Anybody, especially when you got other people that will write for you. So with everything that's going on, he's he's a clown, bro. And I, I mean, I, I'm kind of glad he made it because I know he ain't had a bread before, but he's a clown, man. He's bad for the culture, yo. He, he's definitely culture culture. And it's, it's crazy because like, he he does nothing but yell on the track. I'm like, okay. And you got people that really are out here saying he's the king of New York. Bro, I had a buddy bro. of mine saying that. My buddy from New, from New York literally said, told me those exact words. And I told him, he's the king of New York. Yeah, I'm going to tell it to you like this, dog. It's it's about 50 people right now in Brooklyn that we ain't never heard of that got way more musical talent and ambition than that man, dog. I, I'm just waiting for people to give bosses respect. Yeah, thank you. It's so <laughs> That's all I'm trying to say. Like, you, you saying that Takashi's the king, boss? My man, you got Coda the Friend up there, Joey? Flatbush? What? 
I'm underachievers. Bro, come on, man. Come on, man. We ain't even hit like we ain't even hit like the heavy hitters and classics. My nigga Nas and Jay Z still making music. What do you mean? Are they are they not alive? Nas dropped the album this summer. (laughs) It was hitting, baby. What are you talking about? And that was hitting. He the king, Takashi the king of New York. Takashi is a clown. Takashi cannot go outside of New York freely because I'm sure some people that would try to plug him right now. He tra- he Look, was I'm going to put it like this. If you can have 504 or your song and it still be nice, no, just crown the man now. Like Fabio's on the whole on, on one of the songs and it's like, okay, this actually sounds good. Yeah. He's uh, what are you talking about, man? He, was in, he was in Chicago like a couple months ago and he was like just being all extra the way he is. And I'm like, doesn't he have beef with like didn't like Chief Keith and like all those guys tell him not to come to Chicago or something? He else? came like, out there at four o'clock in the morning. Exactly. Like I know niggas be up late, but niggas don't be up that late. <laughs> Amen. He's he's just doing stuff for attention, yo. I mean, it's what we it's this what we're here for right now. We talking about stuff that's buzzworthy. So he's just doing stuff for attention, man. I don't really think he add anything to the culture. But you were talking about his album, and I guess gratefully, I'm kind of happy to hear this. You said it flopped. You said it was terrible. It flopped. Well, I think thanks to Anthony who told me it flopped because I wasn't listening to that trash. I, I didn't listen to it. I just found the numbers, and the numbers were half of what he was, less than half of what he was expecting. The only exposure I got to it is because on TikTok, people kept, uh, people kept using like part of the song from Gooba on on the on TikTok to make videos. And is that, that the one was like, "Are you dumb, stupid, or dumb?" Yeah, that one. Oh that gosh. One. And people kept using that, and then it trended for a while. People don't do that anymore, but like that was the last song I ever listened to from Six Nine, and I don't, I don't listen to that to laugh. And then okay. so when I found out it flopped, I was you know. But flopping seems, it seems to be a lot of flopping that happened because not only did he flop, yeah, but Canada's worst also flopped in this album too. Said Canada's worst. Canada's worst. Tory Lanez, <laughs> who's also hey, uh, being uh, charged. I was oh, about they, to ask they, about that because charges. Like, what do you think? What do you think on the fact like he he's he's been accused of not that being accused of because he didn't do it, but <laughs> you said he, he didn't do it. I no, he did no no. He I, said he says he didn't do it. He says he didn't do it. I we know he did it. I know he did it. All I'm saying is if he didn't do it, then who did it? That's all I want to know. I don't I mean, I, I I know what she said. I don't feel like there's much of a reason for her to just lie. But I don't know nothing. I won't there. I mean, I don't I mean I'm with uh, you. Yo, y'all see y'all see Meg, y'all see her SNL performance? I yes. have not. What, 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 what's, what's the song she doing? Uh, she did the Savage joint or whatever. Mm. Um, you know, Meg, the thing about Meg is she's a good rapper. Don't get me wrong. I, I like Meg rapping, but Meg's music is not for me. It's not. No, it's not. It's if not I'm going to listen to a female, if female rapper, the, the most extreme female rapper I would go listen to is Rico Nasty. 
Uh, I have another confession to make. Okay. Uh, I, it's not a, I caught myself Say. singing, singing just the beat to WAP yesterday. Just the beat. The beat is catchy. Yes. The is. beat is real catchy. I ain't gonna lie. Isaac, ain't nothing wrong if you want some WAP, man. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that, man. I'm just, like, you know, it's I, one of God's gifts. You know what I'm saying? Like, men love it, women love while, it. Like, come on, bro. Wild, I ain't that. I ain't, I'm not that. The beat's catchy, bro. So I, I can't be mad at you. So uh, I don't think you saw my message, Isaac, but uh, Bell Callis' birthday was yesterday. I heard. And I she heard. had a she had a huge birthday party in a yeah. pandemic, by the way. And I saw some of the videos. And let me just say, <laughs> I probably saw one mask, but that's not the point. Super spreader event. <laughs> exactly. And I don't know where this is at, but wherever that's at, uh, just just be expecting to see that number jump up. Yeah. Which I haven't seen. I, I need to see what those numbers are looking like in Newport News after that uh, rally. And okay. hey, uh, I wanted to go so bad to that Trump rally. Why, though? Bro, because I wanted to go. You were talking about the rally in Newport News, right? Yes. Uh, I wanted to go, bro, because I wanted to go see the show. I wanted to be entertained. That's why I wanted to go. <laughs> I, I, this is, man, what? I just watched on Facebook Live. I was just oh, like, okay, this is hilarious. It was, on the, it was at the airport. Is that the I know, place? I know. My cousin was getting married that weekend, so I was going out of town. And it rained that day anyway, so they got rained on. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to go, man. Like, I don't know. When else do you get to be, like, that close to something so... Funny. So, yes. That, that that's a good word. It's not the word I was going to use. Um, well, well, it can't be as tragic as me being at the Obama rally four years, like what four years? No, six, eight years ago. Lord have mercy, I mean, how long ago? That was ago? probably like a hopeful place or whatever. Uh, no, it was a place where everybody was passing out. What? <laughs> it was. I want to say it was Labor Day, 2012 Labor Day, and they had it in Norfolk State. And it's, it's a good 100 degrees outside, and I marched with the North State University March of Smart Legion. And yeah. so some genius decided that we were going to perform this, this event in full uniform. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Helmets on. And if y'all have never mm. seen the Smart Legion's helmets, Lord have mercy, they are microwaves. Amen. This is my second performance in this uniform, and I was this close to dying. Hey, bro, I'm sorry to hear that. They didn't love y'all. <laughs> it took like five people passing out for them to say, okay, I'll take our jackets off. That's crazy. Okay, so uh, caveat, I just got to update. That wasn't Obama's fault, man. That was your band director's <laughs> fault, man. You can't put that on the president, bro. I'm blaming Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Obama didn't tell y'all to do that. <laughs> Yeah, that's out here waiting to rewrite history, man. They always <laughs> they just go and blame it on the president. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here giving Trump some uh <laughs> and then they're gonna be like, This is why Obama had the government shut down. Like <laughs> Congress did that. Right. Uh no, but you know what though? You remember when Trump shut the government down? I know we said we won't go talk about politics, 
But yeah, uh, I mean, Isaac can't... didn't do it, so we can't call Isaac an idiot. I'm gonna say we have it on record. Oh, it, it, it but yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's happened. What like two or three times? Bro, I'm, that's I'm probably unashooting. That's right. It was crazy, right? And he literally, he was down with it. With the Obama administration, it was the Republican Congress that held it up. With this joint, man, life is interesting. Let's go back to talking about some lighthearted stuff. Because this, uh, <laughs> well, because I could go a whole another two hours just. So, I got one. What movies have you been, what shows have you been binging since? Uh, All since right, so movies. Yo, so actually, yesterday I actually went to the movie theater, right? Really? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's the movie theater. I feel like I was never normally that close to people, so I didn't think it was that big a deal, right? I mean, for, it depends on what theater you went to, because which one? So we were out, I was at the one out Chesapeake Square over here. Oh, they're uh, open? Yeah, they're open. I keep seeing people in there working. I didn't know they were working. They, or are, they are open, open man. So I, went. I know the one uh the Harborview was open. What did you see? I mean, that was my first time going. And... No, I mean, not to that movie theater, but just since the pandemic. Oh, oh. That's my first time going where, since Where have you been for the last, like, 10 years? You said you haven't been there in 10 years? No, I said, where have you been? I said, that was your first time going to that theater ever. I said, where have you been for the last 10 years? Oh, nah, I've been there a few times, man. It's, it's a decent theater, yo. But um, the way they got it set up right now, they got, like, certain rows blocked off. And then once you start to pick a seat, the seats are, like, staggered. So... If I pick a seat, it automatically starts to block out other seats nearby you. Because you got to reserve a seat online when you buy your ticket or when you go to the theater, you got to pick your seat. Oh, so they're starting to do that too because I know uh, the one in Hampton, uh, Harvey's on that too? Yeah, they've been doing it for a while. Oh, that's right. Because I went to the one in Hampton to get that. So that part, rose blocked off. But uh, me and my lady, man, we went and we saw Tenet and that that joint's crazy, bro. How was it? That tenant was pretty dope, dog. I think it was a great movie. I'm like, I don't like time travel movies, you know. I don't, I like and listen, yo, you should watch it because it's not. I've never seen. I've never felt like I've seen anything like this before. Like the way in which, the way in which everything was like working, the movie dynamic. I that was for today with there not being a lot of like really new or creative movies coming out it feels mm -hmm. this was new and inventive to me like it you you got a strong black male lead that dude's going in kicking ass all over the world gets fresh to death i mean it, it's it's a great movie and then like the plot is tight though this it gives you a pretty strong inception kind of feel. Like there's a lot going on. And if you're not really paying attention, there are little things that make a big difference that you might miss. It was like, and now I guess, I, I mean, it's been out for a while. I don't really want to like spoil it, but that joint's a good movie, man. That, that joint's a good movie. And it's not so much, I mean, there's time travel involved, but it's not really like time travel. The word they used was inversion. So it wasn't like you were traveling. Well, it it, it reimagines what the phrase traveling backwards in time means. Hmm. Yeah. It's like normally you think traveling back in time, you know, we think maybe like back to the future, you go back in time. So like I hop in the time machine or a portal and it's 10 years ago, right? 
you, you went like that. That's going back in time. Cool. But that's that's not how this movie works it out at all. That's not really that's not how they play it out. And there's definitely a lot of questions left. <laughs> there are a lot of questions left. Um, but it's a solid movie, man. Y'all should see it, yo. It's it's a great movie. I cannot I I'm bad with names with actors, um, but I feel like this uh Denzel's son is the main character and he does a good job, man. I uh I've been watching like I've mostly been watching like action I've I've been on an action movie just action movie, action show, just like anything involving like hand to hand gun battles and all that kind of stuff like clips on youtube all that stuff is just right up my alley that's where i've been for most of the pandemic like i watched this one movie called uh, killing gunther which is which has uh arnold in it okay and uh he plays this like arnold plays this like uh like top-notch uh he's this top-notch killer uh contract killer and these group of like pretty much misfits that's what they are they're misfits they're trying to get like this huge payday to kill this guy to kill arnold's character and um and they fail miserably at it and if you look at the watch the trailer for it if you watch the trailer for it there's one point in it if you you remember predator yeah when he's like come on kill me kill me now do it now kill me right there's a part in the trailer where he's he's like punching, he's like beating this guy up, and he like hits him. He's like, "Come on, kill me!" He's talking to him. It's a it's a good movie. It's a it's an entertaining movie. If you like action comedy, it's right up alley. Also, if you like action comedy, watch The Hitman's Bodyguard. The it's Hitman's Bodyguard with uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds. In it. It's it's really good. That automatically sounds hilarious. Oh yeah, just anything with Samuel L. Jackson in it, just bro, you said tells you what you need. And Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Re- Samuel L. Jackson, and Ryan Reynolds. Uh, the amount of f bombs in that movie has to be. Oh, they were. It was I up there. Want to see it. What it is it called? Uh, the Hitman's Bodyguard. The Hitman's Bodyguard. And fun fact, there is a sequel coming out called The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. <laughs> with with Sam with Ryan, Samuel L. Jackson, and Salma Hayek. I don't know who that is. What's I'll Google her. I'm gonna check that out. Her. You said Salma Hayek. S A L or it's either S E or S A L M A Hayek. H A Y E K. Okay, word. You see her? Yep. I have seen her before. She is gorgeous. That's been mostly what I've been doing. (laughs) So let me ask you this. What's up, man? What is your top five rappers of all time? Of all time? Oh, Lord. Actually, hang on. Before we get into that, before we get into that, did you listen to Run the Jewels 4? I did a couple times. How do you like it? Uh, I mean, it's it's straight, man. It didn't keep me for real, for real. But I do rock with Killer Mike, so I had to go listen to it. 
Like, run the drills, drop some. I gotta go play it. But it didn't. It didn't stay in rotation for real. That is good. I, I got. I got a few in rotation. You got a what? You said I he got. got I, I got a few in rotation. A few run the jewels. You RTJ. But then I, I play. I, I my rotation is so weird because I play stuff all the songs that like. And I just let I just let my Apple Music just play whatever, and I'm like, okay, this is actually dope. Bro, but for real, man, for like the last ever since Spillagen came out, that's honestly just about been the only thing I've been listening to. So like. For the last couple of weeks, I don't know what else to tell you right now. Um, there was, I, I, man, it's been so much music that came out. I did listen to the Run the Jewels joint, but I, it, after that came out, there was this uh, this Amine album, Limbo, came out. That was dope. Yes, so that one was another one that was on like rotation, that was on repeat, pretty heavy for a minute. Uh, I, I will find a couple things and then just. Just Are you hip to Smino? Oh uh, yeah, did he drop some new music? Uh, unfortunately, not yet. But I need oh. him playing and stop playing around when he drops something. Oh, bro, I was about to say if Smino drops something, I've been missing out. I've been seeing features. He's been featured everywhere, but yeah. I, I just need him to go ahead and drop that album. All right, so I gotta put y'all on to something. I feel like I know you ain't listened to yet. If you have, you we can really be friends out here. So there's new Brass Tracks album drop over the summer, bro. That golden ticket? Yes. I I have a question. What's up? You lost me. I don't know. <laughs> I knew I knew Isaac was gonna keep get hit, but I'm hip. Uh, I, I'm glad. I, I'm hip to the brass tracks. Yeah, no, nah, that joint right there. I've been a brass tracks fan for a minute now, and that joint, bro. That that was another one that's like that's solid quality music, man. Oh yeah. I'm like, bro, first off, they got Common out here. So that, that golden ticket track, Masego and Common on there, that is magic that happened for that. I know exactly what happened. I'll, it was a random day that I turned on the radio. I usually don't turn the radio on, but I was listening to Hot, well, they call it Blazing Hot in 91 now. It's uh, Norfolk State's radio station. Uh-huh. And they were just playing this song. I was like, oh, wait. They were playing so, that on Norfolk State radio? Yes. Bro. Yes. I was like, yo, this this low-key groovy. Hey, yo. So I, I, I was like, okay, pull, pull up the Shazam. I was like, okay, I need to go check who these dudes out now. So after that, what's it? But usually that's stuff like my band oh, friends. You just got help now, bro? Yeah, like, like, Man, a, like listen, listen, three listen. weeks ago. You need to go back. You need to go back and run through the anthology. And I'm saying, like, when I say this, you need to go to, like, the SoundCloud and start and run through the anthology because some of the greatness isn't available on Apple Music or on Tidal or something like that. Like you need Definitely to go that back, you need to listen to that corduroy. Like they oh my God, they were doing some it's it's beautiful, beautiful music, man. So Isaac, you wanna listen to this? This joint is more eclectic, it's out there. Um and they, they brought out some like nice they brought out some cool names, especially like on that kind of like indie level man that this is dude uh Adi Suleiman I started listening to and that track they got with him that movie track that joint's beautiful man that joint what's the name of the push your knowledge and Thundercat Thundercat uh so this joint is called Brass Tracks Golden Ticket Isaac I heard your question 
Thundercat, yeah. I mean, for real, for real, man, that first, not the first joint, because the first joint was like the red and black Thundercat uh, album logo, I feel like. Um, where the Wild Things Are, what that one that he did, that was like my favorite one, man. After that, I mean, the music's cool. He kind of, he just a little bit, it ain't really my steez most of the time. <laughs> See, that, that's where that's where I kind of lead on to, because I like a little bit of, out of the box type stuff. You said yeah, it's yeah. so like Dragon Ball Durag is like my song of the year right now. That <laughs> <laughs> that joint's a cool song though, man. I did, oh like, yeah, Dragon Ball Durag. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, pretty uh, sure I've shared it to you like three times, Isaac. He's slipping, man. He had one. Time. Hey, the last thing, the last thing I remember listening to, other than West Side Guns album, I listened to that. I listened to. Uh, Jay Electronica's new album, and then I also tuned into Kanye, Conway the Machines on the list. Really? So I, thought, so I thought it was pretty good. And then the le- one thing I was blasting today because it just keeps getting in my head Steve Aoki and Timmy Trumpet dropped a song called Tarantino, which is pretty much, if you remember the, like, the beat from Pulp Fiction, from the beginning of Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much an EDM remix of that, and it is, it's, it's fun. It is fun. It's definitely rave material. Like, I, it made me think of, it made me remember when I went to NecoCon uh, years ago, and on Friday, Saturday night, they had this huge, like, they didn't call it a rave, they call it a dance, but everybody there knew it was like, it's a rave. And it was just, like, at least, like, 200 people crammed into, like, one of those conference rooms in a hotel mm-hmm. i mean in the in the virginia beach in the hampton Con- uh, convention center near the coliseum yeah, like i well you you said that you said NecoCon, and i was like NecoCon. like NecoCon is like yeah the one the one in hampton NecoCon. all right word i was there i went there 2013 and 2012 had the time of my life um, uh, it was bringing it back next year, so I guess you should go again. <laughs> I think I might, but then again, I'm not really. I'm kind of out of the anime loop. I haven't been watching a lot of new stuff. Oh man! If anything, I, I'll go for nostalgia. Uh, it's it's been a lot of anime I've been watching. I don't watch a lot of regular TV. I watch anime, and then I go and I do stuff. Like that's that's how life is set up. You know, it's it's been some really dope things that have come out recently, man. You should you should catch up. Oh yeah, I'm gonna keep applying the pressure to uh, get you on your game, sir. Listen, man, did you watch that uh, that Demon Slayer, Kaimetsu? I have not. The last one thing I am going to watch is God of High School. You ain't seen it either. Oh my God, that joint is fire. That is that's definitely one of the best animations to come out in a long time. And I mean, and that's saying something because there's been some dope stuff that's to come out. I mean, Sword Art Online been out, you know what I'm saying? So, like, but this joint, that Demon Slayer Kametsu, that joint's crazy. Top tier. Top, top. Have you seen God of High School? Yes. Also top tier. I have started the first episode, but I don't, I was waiting until it was finished to watch the rest of it. It is finished. You can watch all, I mean, unless you're waiting for all of it dubbed. No. I mean, all right, well, then it's, it's all I watched. I've already seen the whole first season, dog. Like it's all done now, so you can binge it. That joint is also amazing. My man, my man Jen goes all the way in, bro. 
what I saw in the first episode, I was in love. I said, this is gorgeous. This is right up my alley. This is everything I want when it comes to anything. That's great. That's a good one to watch. And that's, so, that's fresh. So let me ask you, what are some of your, while we're on this topic randomly, what are some of your favorite fights? Now, when I say, what are your, some, what is your favorite fighting style anyway when it comes to anime? Like, what kind of fights do you like to watch? Do you like sorts like magic battles or like equal force battles? When I say equal force battles, I mean like you have like taken like Goku or and Beerus or Goku and Broly fighting on the same level, kind of equality. You know, like, what do you like to watch? Oh, man, I ain't really been watching as much Dragon Ball type stuff lately, yo. I mean, I'm talking about fights in general. Like, what are some of your favorite fights that you've been that you've seen in like anime or any media? That you I, I guess to keep it recent, man. One of the top ones is that uh, from Boruto, man. When when Sasuke and Boruto, I mean, when Sasuke and Naruto were fighting that one dude, Momoshiki. Oh that, yeah, I, I remember that. That that one right there, yo. Uh, that 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 fight right there was actually was all the way op because Boruto was watching he that whole time he talking trash about his pops you know he hates pops whatever dad busy ain't never home he go see his pops fight this man to put everybody else to sleep and Naruto Naruto ain't to be trifled with know what I'm saying so that joint was gangster that fight that fight was really gangster man um, something else that I've been watching so I watched. Sword Art SAO, right? And they had, I don't know, I guess it's kind of like season five. They're doing this joint, they call it Alicization. It's this whole series of the underworld joint that's going on. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's going on? They done now. Um, man, the fights in that were, were all, were beautiful. Were like crazy, beautiful, amazing. That That's another one to keep up with, man. How you fought my man at the end of it. That really wasn't even the best fight. He kind of just came up on old boy. Well, he kind of just beat the brakes off old boy. But they had dope fights in that one, man. Um, he fought this one dude that had, like, time power. So he slow sword down, speed his sword up, freeze his opponents. It was crazy. That joint's worth watching. Um, the sword, sword Art Online, the Alicization, man. And then what else? Have you seen JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Nah, man, I've I've kind of purposely stayed away from that one. Why? <laughs> uh, it's 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 one of those things, man, where it's kind of just like I don't know. I hear a lot of people talk about it, and then I don't want to do it. I was the same way, and then I gave it a shot. So you know what? I'm gonna give it a shot, and I fell in love with it. It is it's amazing give it a shot just give it a shot it will i mean it it is it's definitely different <laughs> that i've heard i've i've heard that join this sus um it's 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 something but it's not it is it's 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 a fun ride it's a fun ride all right it's, it's not good watching one piece man no <laughs> I that is like the one I can't get into that bleach 
I love One Piece. Uh, I tried Bleach. I couldn't do it. Bleach, I tried. I, tried. Right. I ain't keep up with it. My little brother loved Bleach. He would talk to me about it a lot. It, that joint definitely did level up to new heights. Um, Josh? Yeah, Josh. Josh reads manga, man. Josh out here, him and Brandon be talking about the Boruto manga and the uh, My Hero Academia joint. Because apparently My Hero Academia is <laughs> crazy right now. I've known y'all for like 20 years and y'all didn't tell me this? I mean... You know, you just gotta ask questions, bro. Like, <laughs> I would, I would wear that stuff on my sleeve, and y'all. Josh, didn't... Josh was reading manga in high school too. He had Naruto mangas in high school, so like during those car rides, we was taking you to school in the morning. That <laughs> man had a Naruto book in his backpack. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say. <laughs> Uh, it was, but that's like, honestly, we thought it was just like normal because it's like, you know, that's how we came up, man. We would come home. I would run home once I got off the bus so I could watch Tom and Jerry and then do my homework so I could watch Toonami. And then that way, when my parents got home, all my schoolwork was done. So if I'm still watching Toonami, they can't say nothing. Like, that was the whole game plan. It was run home, cookies, juice, Tom and Jerry, homework. And then more cookies and juice. And more cookies and juice. More cookies and juice. And then in the summertime, I would look up at the sky and I would be like, Scooby-Doo is on. And I would run home and I would catch it every time for the theme song. This is how life works, man. You I was sitting in that back seat. Scared, not even scared, but like worried. Honestly, that, see, that was the issue right there, bro. Maybe, it maybe was that you on. lived your life through fear. So you ain't never like, asked questions. I, I was the only, I'm thinking, yo, I'm the only one. I have got to be the only black kid that I know, because I don't know anymore, except for a few girls that I knew in high school. But I got, I'm thinking, like, I'm the only one. The only guy in my circle of people that I know in high school who actually watches this kind of stuff. And you know what? You are like so wrong. Because I can think of several other people that we both know that was watching anime when we was coming up. I know, but I didn't. My point is, I didn't know that. I'm living, I was sitting here like living, not even alive, just living like, yo. I don't think there's anybody here to know this because I'm afraid if I ask them, they're going to look at me like I'm crazy. I'm glad you said that because we all knew what it was. You was afraid. Y'all could at least said, you know what? Y'all could at least throw me a bone. I'm, a, uh, I'm just going to throw you a random bone on, on something just out the blue. We we tried. We gave you, my man, what? I, you better <laughs> not say that to me. You better not say that to me, because I know there have been numerous occasions I tried and pushed and pulled, tried to get you come out your shell. It's certain things oh, you don't want. I'm not talking about coming up the shell in general. I'm talking about this particular thing. And for one, I hate small talk. So the kind of thing you talking about is me doing small talk, which I don't do. I'm just going to just bring up, hey, you like anime? Like, yes! I, 
No, that's not how that works. We just start talking about stuff. You're going to hear me say something that came out of anime, and then you laugh because you understand. Like, this just, it won't always how it works. Like, everything wasn't so. I am a simple guy. And I, am, I was a simple. If you had said so, what are you into? I was like, well, I like Naruto, and I would have gone into that. You would have been like, oh, I like that kind of stuff too. And we would have gone from there. Because we definitely did, man. And I was remember being 13. I was watching all the tsunami. And then Adult Swim, when Adult Swim really had anime popping, like they, they had that time slot for like, it was like three hours. They had anime going straight after like midnight or whatever. Oh my God. That was a beautiful time in life. I watched so much, so much Full Metal Alchemist, dog. Oh, I I watched it. How how into, did you ever get around to Young Justice? Yeah, I watched. Well, I didn't watch the joint when they came back somewhere else, but I watched the first couple seasons. Okay, so Young Justice or Teen Titans? Man, are you still salty about this? <laughs> it you're, like- you're, 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 you're still salty about this. No, it's no, three no. months ago, Isaac. Listen, <laughs> answer the question. Young as, as an adult man, yo, like I'm gonna go more with the Young Justice, but <laughs> yeah. the original Teen Titans was was really dope, though. Like I did really rock with the original Teen Titans. The yeah, ending was god awful. Like the way that they ended. <laughs> Titans, that joint was trash. Honestly, I remember watching it because I downloaded all of it. I feel like I got it on my hard drive. Uh, <laughs> but uh, back when you could really torrent stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so I had uh, watched all of it. And when I got to that last episode, Beast Boy out here looking for Tara, and then he find her at school, she don't remember him. And then he just run out the hallway because they need him. And then it go white, and then that's it. That was the last episode. I was like, "This is God awful." Titans go, and then but like, and I didn't like Teen Titans Go at first for one because of where I was at in life, but two, I was like, "Man, they ruined it, right?" But then I went back and I saw old Teen Titans, and I was like, "All right, now this was also hella goofy and extremely childish," um, but not as much as but Teen Titans Go. It's kind of funny, though, man. Like, it has an awareness about itself. Like, a lot of shows don't really do that where they are, where the characters have this self-awareness of what they are. Or, like, and they had to mash up with the old Teen Titans characters on Teen Titans Go. There were certain things, man, where it was just like, you know what? This show is goofy as hell, but this joint is actually pretty funny. And... I, you you got to let go of certain expectations you have sometimes, and that is hard. This is a life skill. We want certain things, and then we don't get it, and we hate it instead of accepting what we got. Because if you, like, yeah, if you chill for a moment, you might see that it is great in its own regard and just allow it to be different. But I feel you. I wanted more Teen Titans, and that's not what we got. I would have rather had it ended. If you're gonna do that episode, man, they should have ended with all the Slade stuff or whatever. No, you put it like at least two episodes after, after aftershock when she kills herself, where she sacrifices herself. You put it like two episodes after that, 
and then you get into the doom control stuff with you know brain the brain and all that then you do that you don't do by the way can we talk about how great slade was like Slade was a really great villain. He was out here, man. Deathstroke, in general, though, is a pretty great villain, dog. I don't think they use him enough. No. no. They, They've been using him more, though. Yeah. Well, I think definitely think Teen Titans had a hand in that because people saw, because I know you have the comics of his that would come out, but as far as media goes, his portrayal in like DC animated movies or another series, like as soon as he came as soon as they saw, like, yo, look at the impact this dude has in Teen Titans. Look how convincing he was. Like, Ron Perlman as Slade was probably the, like, scariest thing. Even when I read his voice, even when I read comic books with Deathstroke in them, I only hear Ron Perlman's voice. Like, there's no other voice for him. You That's know? Funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm being real. Like, there's no other, there's no other person that that does it better than him. So. You did a good job with that joint, man. I did yeah. like that. Did you see Joker? Uh, I did see Joker. The uh, Joaquin Phoenix joint, right? Yeah. yeah. Was, where do you put it on your list of Jokers? Is it better than Heath Ledger's? To me, I think for the perspective of which he was playing Joker as a solo character versus a Batman villain, it is was well done. It deserved, he deserved the Oscar he got. Hey, uh, so he did a really good job in that movie. I thought that movie was great. Um, first off, that joint was pretty tight. And I was, I mean, the movie was told from his perspective. So when he started bucking off, I was actually pretty happy. I was like, yo, that's what, thank you. And then he, he started wilding out a little bit. And, oh my God, when he was on the show, Yes, that he he did he did a great job as Joker, and I know that we are all like Heath Ledger Joker is the greatest thing that ever happened to Joker series, uh, and I mean Heath Ledger Joker was tight. That joint is yeah. iconic. Um, it's that's about to be that's gonna be the Joker for our like our generation. I, it's sad, but we're gonna continue to compare people to have a role to the Heath Ledger joint. Um, yeah. But he did a great job, man. I, he did a great job, especially with it being different. Like he did a great job. Do you think? Uh, did you like Birds of Prey? Considering the I didn't movie? actually see that yet. If put this way, I'm gonna tell you I this. I wanted to see it. Uh, don't get. I wanted to see it. Yeah, I'm not gonna spoil it for you. I'm gonna tell you this: if you like, if you like action movies, because they're action movies, you'll like Birds of Prey. If you go into it expecting it to be this this uh, comic, this comic book movie that's gonna that needs to follow canon, uh, you're gonna hate it. Which is why I think it receives the hate it does. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I don't know enough direct comic book lineage to feel any type of way if the movie. Okay. Then, you, then you're going to be fine. Then you're going to yeah. like. You're going to like. like. It's only been a few times where I really felt some type of way about a movie not really turning out quite right because um, I already have read the book. But uh, for the most part, I don't really care that much. Um, I'm trying to think. 
what was it that like really no it was avatar it wasn't it was the avatar the last airbender movie it was that joint they ruined that that shit was terrible um outside of you know moments like that honestly i i didn't really care all that much um did you see legend of corn i did and cora was getting her ass whooped a lot oh my god yeah. so can you am i wrong you're not wrong. Okay. All right, then. So don't go and act like that when I told you something true. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, like, everybody says that, and then, like, they say because of that fact, they say, oh, she's the worst. Or, like, just because that's happened doesn't make her the worst. A lot of people say, like, that is her one downfall. And just because of that, she's that the seer that her whole show is is irrelevant compared to the last year and I'm like that's not fair I'm not gonna say her show is irrelevant because her show definitely one gave us strong female colored lead character in an action packed show don't forget bisexual you said what don't forget bisexual you don't forget bisexual right so then we also have all of that. No, I mean, but that, that's, that's important for the overall picture of things, right? Um, yeah. And it's, it's Avatar, so they're like no white people, which, man, that's <laughs> But um, <laughs> really man, everybody listens to this, but, you know, history. Anyway, um, I don't think it was, I thought it was good. It just, it just felt, I just was like slighted because they made her out to get beat the get the ba- brakes beat off of her all the time like she started out as this super powerful bender and i get it the the focus of her growth was more emotional and spiritual than combat wise right because she had physics she had the physical but but with that being the case you, you don't need to write your character to get beat up so bad so frequently when she's supposed to still be this all-powerful type of person i get like there's certain moments that happen like my old boy hit that poison in her body and then you know she she's having a hard time while now okay i i get that we so like but like she got beat up so much before that she shouldn't have got banged out by Kuvira like she was getting beat up by Kuvira, dog. Kuvira was doing her dirty, man. Come on. What, so, and that was the thing. It was like Aang lost some fights, but Aang ain't get his Aang ain't get the brakes beat off of him. He also had to go through emotional and spiritual development. So like they they sacrificed her strength in order for her to be strong emotionally. I don't appreciate them doing that to her. She had so much more potential than that. Did you find any of the villains compelling? Because me personally, I love Zaheer. Zaheer's, uh, his reason, Probably. even though, though it's anarchy, like you, can, like you can see, like, I kind of get it. I definitely get it. Like, did you have any villains like that? And do you have any villains like that in general when you see them and you're like, you don't, hate them you're like you know i kind of get where they're coming from and why they're doing what they're doing while it is Uh, you talking about from that show or you just mean in general i'm saying in general like maybe from that show it can be from that show it can be in general like who do you think villain wise is like you get why they're doing well several people um danos obviously right 
That joint, it's crazy, but you can't deny that what he said was true. When half the population gone, the planet immediately started to do better. Right. Resources opened up. People never knew hunger again. Animals came back. Right. Nature started to grow back. The world started to heal itself. You remember, like, this summer, the world started to heal itself and everybody was sitting at home? Yeah. And then people just, and then a group of people stormed a Capitol building saying, hey, you know, uh, we're being oppressed. Man, white men really don't like any of their freedoms taken away for a moment. They don't know what that feels like. Yeah, they, they don't. They, they don't. They don't know. Not even, it's like, why did it? All right, I'm going to take the L on this one because I, I got to get this out because I can't. Uh, <laughs> why do they want to be oppressed so badly? Like, because it is, because I'm on TikTok most of the time and I keep seeing it's like, it's not even, it's like, because I see a lot of Karen videos on TikTok and it's just like white women freaking out over the smallest stuff and like saying they're being oppressive and I was like why would you want to be oppressed that's not a I good one this lady was like in this man's face he was in the middle of the street she was holding her dog she threw her dog at this dude I that was insane oh she threw her dog at this man this man was trying to walk away from her they were in the middle of a street she threw her dog at him <laughs> Like she had, she had to be on something because I was looking in her eyes. I was like, "There's something wrong with this lady." Because she wasn't making sense anytime she would speak. And like, man, so one thing that we got to do, yo, we 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 got to make sure that we don't sit here and put all of this like, "Oh yeah, they're on drugs or something." Like, I know it sounds funny, but the reality of the situation is there's nothing like there's none of that going on. A lot of times there's none of that going on. There might be a chemical imbalance. They're not like on drugs. They're not out here tripping on PCP. They ain't just do a line. More often than not, that's not what's going on. You got irrational fears that, that are taking place and people trying to act on it in a particular moment. Is what, what irrational, I, I, know, I, I know one of the answers, but what irrational fear do white people have that they probably legally, through the legal system, will be protected from. Because if they think people of color are going to, you know, it's like it's like what Farrakhan said. Do you said. think white people don't know what's going on? I, I I'm do. not saying that. I'm saying I'm saying no. That I mean, because like that, I feel like that's kind of key right now, right? Like. They know what's going on. They know what has been happening. They have willingly, more often than not, willingly turned blind eyes to it, felt as though they can't do anything about it or they shouldn't do anything about it. And they benefit from that. What you start to see is sometimes we see a narrative where they're not in that position of power anymore. And you have a particular type of comfort that is established with that. And I mean, it, it's that convenience. And when you start to inconvenience a person, 
they're definitely going to blow it out, uh, blow it out of proportion. And I was thinking it's like, you know, it's like how an abuser paints themselves to be a, the victim. You know what I mean? It's like, you're making me do this to you. Why am I doing this? My life is so, so like, it's, it, I feel like it's that kind of that thing. Like it, it's an abuser type of situation where they feel like they're a victim. And because we are in a lot of regards trying to reclaim our power from this situation, it's like they feel as though they're the victim if they are not the ones in dominant control. And then we start to see control slip that messes with your ego because your whole entire frame of understanding is based around you having this implicit control. And then it turns into, like you said, irrational fear. Where you're lost of power. Reality, you didn't actually have none of that control. Right, and that's the thing. Like, like that's one of the things that blows my mind. It's like, y'all do realize that yes, y'all are, you're technically in power, but at the same time, you personally don't have the kind of power that the other people that look like you have. And the fact, and and it's like it's the way uh, I think in the song, one of the songs, "Run the Jewels and Walking in the Snow." Um, they put it like this, and I'm paraphrasing, but he pretty much said. The funny thing about a cage is not built for just one group. So when the cage is done with them, they then fill it up with you. And then what that meant to me when I heard that was like, I think they're afraid of when the cage is of literally every other minority is filled. And then all there's left is the people that look like them. And when those people that look like them are left, they're not going to start with the rich are they? They're going to start with the poor. They're going to start with like the lower to middle class. Well, then this is the thing. And we were, I was getting at some of this earlier and I'm actually writing a whole piece on this. So I'm only holding, I'm going to hold some of my information back. But um, what, it's a class struggle, man. I think far bigger than this race thing, which we get caught up on a whole lot. I really feel like it is, well, I think primarily it's a patriarchal issue. And that has led to a class struggle afterwards. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like the biggest thing that we're dealing with is toxic and hyper-masculinity and that domineering need for control that men feel like they have to have. And then there's also that, and then the class struggle that comes out of that desire for power. I feel like, so first, men seeking power over women and then over other men. And I want to make sure that like, you know, being kind of clear and transparent, because I know that there are, you know, we got the LGBTQ plus community. Um, right. So like, but at the end of the day, I feel like it's a class struggle. And all of the, a lot of those other letters are relatively. A, can't forget the A's, the A's. The, I said plus. I yeah. said we gonna we, we, you want me to run through the whole alphabet, man? I'm just saying that A's are like 13 man. letters right now. There is a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. Oh man, that's kind of petty. Um, 
But no, nah, I, I feel like bigger than all of that, it's a class struggle. And then there are all these other things that are starting to come out that further divide the populace. But it's, I feel like it's class struggle and that misogyny, patriarchy. I feel like if, if we don't really get down to it, those will be the top two things. Race, race falls after that. Race is a construct to help make the class struggle easier. That's, that's my view on it, man. And I, I'll put that on, I'll put that on everything. And that's like certain regards, people start, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. It's, it's like, sometimes you start talking about history. I want to like, just kind of chill out because some other people's radio syndications have been shut down for saying the types of things I was venturing towards. Y'all yeah, remember what happened? So we talking about pop culture. That's what you call we out here for, right? Nick Cannon. I did not. Y'all didn't hear about what happened with Nick Cannon? You mean the whole wilding out being canceled and all that other stuff? Because they said that he was out here saying a bunch of anti-Semitic remarks. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, he said that black people were their actual Jews and that was evidently anti-Semitic? Uh, you're right, right, right. So then, like, I now have long since had this kind of question, right? How did Jews become white people? If we really think about where they came from, where they came out of, how did their ethnicity change to this curly-haired, pale-faced, pasty white person that we see and has gotten all these types of protections? And then, uh, you know, we think about the Jews that actually live in Israel. I have questions about how that joint has gone down also because they've been out here committing all types of atrocities and war crimes to their neighbors in Palestine. And, you know, but... um, I, I didn't think we were gonna get into this because I don't want to get. Oh, I mean, I know my bad. So you don't you don't gotta go too far more left field. But what I was saying was nobody here wants to be canceled. No, what, that, what I'm saying was I've seen this joint go right, and I saw. So like we talking about Nick Cannon, that whole joint, his show getting canceled because of the type of stuff that he was saying, and there's a lot of other people that have also said the same thing, and it's just like all right, so. This is a pop culture thing right now because in a world where we're supposed to have free speech, we see certain things get shut down time and time again. So it's really not like our speech is actually free if a person gets up here and starts questioning the claim of how Jews became white people when, you know, looking at the area in which. So it's like, it's, it's so much, it's so much, man. Oh, yeah. Um, so did you hear, hear, um, I forgot where I was going. So back to the original topic, one of the topics I wanted to get to before, probably going to be the last one because I know it's going to take forever. Who are your top five rappers of all time? You did ask that. Clearly. In your opinion, minus your opinion. In fact, we'll go around the room and give our five. What is your five? My top five rappers of all time. In your opinion? That's always such a hard question, yo. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I feel like Nas is the greatest rapper, dog. And Mm -hmm. I say that because I feel like over the years, as far as like quality of raps, consistency, and the overall legacy, Nas, dog. Nas has been consistent. Nas has always delivered bars and bars. People will be coming at him sometimes on the beats. And they're like, Yo, but I feel like Nas is the greatest rapper. So it's like, I, I would have to put him up there. Um, man, that's a hard question, yo. It is. 
it's like I grow up and I start listening to more people. So you can't just ask me a question. I got biased taste right now. I've been listening mm-hmm. to Spillage Village for the last three weeks. <laughs> they my favorite rappers right now. Jim, you know what I'm saying? Jim, um, he is a beast. I can't stand the fact that he wouldn't have Oh, sorry. Outside of that. Yeah, you'll be all right, man. You you made the wrong decision. You went to Norfolk State. It's other. Where did you, where did you go? I, I'm a proud Aggie, my man. Oh Lord. That going right, greatest. Oh. Right now, you. Hey, yo, last time I went to homecoming, we dragged. So we dragged y'all when we played y'all a homecoming. I we recall Howard that last year. I played. We played them a homecoming. I don't care about none of. We out here stunting. I digress. Uh, Look, all I know is Tariq Cohen gave me headaches every single time y'all came up and we played y'all. So that's all I can say. <laughs> Get well, Tariq. Uh, man, favorite rappers, though. You asked me this. Um, dog, that's that's heavy, bro. Um, man, I guess if I'm – let me just go. Big Crit is definitely one of my favorite rappers right, like, right now. He definitely didn't seal the deal on that. I got to meet him. Bro, I met him at the Norval when he came last year, dog. That show was that show was fire. Uh, he Rhapsody put us on campus too. That joint was that joint was tight, man. Rhapsody is dope. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, I said Nas, Crit. Um, I, I've been a real. I mean, I've been a J Cole fan for a strong decade now too. So Same here. that's that's going way back for me. Also, that's high school, man. Uh, first time I remember hearing him that uh uh that beautiful bliss joint with Wale. Oh man, yeah killed that joint, yo. Went all oh my god, savagery. It was like he had that in the stars born, but his beautiful bliss verse was well, stars was born is amazing. But bro, but his beautiful bliss beautiful verse, bliss is better. If you, if you haven't heard it, I have to go check it out. I was like, so I heard Beautiful Bliss first, and then like the Stars Born verse. I was like, mm-hmm. I, heard, I heard it. Were those like the last two singles he dropped? Uh, no, that no, was, that was oh, Wale. That that was that was Wale song. It was on uh, his Attention Deficit album. Attention Deficit, yeah. Beautiful Bliss was on Attention Deficit. See, look, I, I found out all about them all around the same time. Wale, Big Sean, and Cole. See, uh, I, I, I had just I had just discovered that then. I was a Wale fan early on in high school, bro. I knew about Wale all the way back, man. Nike boots, bro. You late. <laughs> I, I heard about J. Actually, I heard about them. Uh, who that was the first song I heard about J. Cole. It was on the radio. Uh, you you real late, cause then by time. So, but at that point though, I already listened to like the warm up and the come up. So like, yeah, the warm-up I had to go to that and find all that. And then went back, and then everything else. So Cole Cole still up there. Cole still been like high key active. I, w- I want to say Kendrick. I got love for Kendrick, but he not going to go in the favorites right now. He ain't been active enough. Man. Oh, he been, he been very, very low-key. Yeah, and I mean, I get it. You do your thing, dog. Um, but, yeah, nah. Uh, Outcast, man. Outcast, man. That's, that's up there, too. They definitely. Can I tell you, Anthony put me on the Earth Gang? Earth Gang? So Earth yeah. Gang is part of Spillage Village. I don't know why you're not listening right now. Earth Gang, J.I.D. Marie Black. Black, Bruh. not six black, black. Bruh. So like Earth Earth Gang and J.I.D., that that that's that's Spillage Village, bro. And then what's the other dude? Um Justin something? I can't think it's, of it. It's a it's a bunch of them. Uh I wanna say uh Hitchcock is part of them now. 
So it's Dante Hitchcock. Hold on, I'm about to look it up. Everybody is. I like Dante Hitchcock, yo. I started listening to him lately too. Um, yeah, I, 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 I all of on that uh, Revenge of the Dreamers album. So, a question: Is Spillage Village? Is it like a collection? Is it kind of like what Young Money is, which is collection of people, or is it like? Man, more- no, Spillage Village is more like the Dungeon Family, bro. You don't know so what I'm talking about. So it's a collection of people. Y- yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Because okay. Earth Gang is two is two cats that's to make up Earth Gang. Right. I know that. Like, I was just saying. And you got JID. You got Mariba. Uh, it's another rapper that's like constant black. He went black ain't on all the tracks though, but so uh, Jordan Bryant, Hollywood JB, Benji, and I saw Mariba out. I saw a lot of Dreamville. I was at like a bunch of Dreamville concerts uh, last year. Went to see Ari Lennox, JID, and Earth Game. So I got to see Marie at the JID concert. Bro, I went to Dreamville last year, man. That drum was beautiful. I, I wanted to go so bad, man. Canceled. No, I, so I, this year I had something in the water tickets, and then you know COVID. I was pretty pretty sick about that. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next year worth the festivals and all, man. Okay. I, I definitely need to get the Dreamville Fest because Bro, that Dreamville Festival was amazing. I cannot talk about my experience on here fully. But that <laughs> Festival was amazing, dog. I I had a great time, yo. Like that joint was beautiful. I would definitely go back. Now man Cole put on a wonderful show. They had artists oh. and everything out there. Man, it was tight. Yo, I was standing in line. These girls were trying to cut me and my homies in line to go get something to drink. And they're like, and we let them cut because old girl gave us her food. So, like, we ain't even had to buy no food when we was there. And we got to kick it with two. Man, man, it was a beautiful time, dog. The part that made me mad was when he started playing Grown Simba. Bro. That he was took, my favorite song on the warm up. He took it back and he did it. Just I was like, "Bruh." Mm. After that point, I was like, "Yeah, this this is this is worth this this was worth me." He, he put on for his real fans, bro, and I was in that crowd live, all the way turned up, man. Because I'm like, "Yo," because I mean, I went to A and T, bro. He was at homecoming my freshman year. He was one of the people that we had for Geo. That joint was See, amazing. This is the part. This is what I give you. This is the credit I give A and T. Their homecomings are lit. Are you See, our, our concerts be trash. Y'all just now came up with some kind of acronym for your homecoming. Now I can't. N Y T H C. Not your typical homecoming. That. that See, I like that better because I ain't gonna lie. We we were kind of biting off of y'all for a year. I I know. It, I know. We we had this whole thing called G H I N. No. And I was like, bro, why are we biting off tea? I don't know. Because y'all know where greatness is found. <laughs> like, who, what idiot decided to bite off tea? Like, we could have came up with something better than that instead of biting off tea. Apparently, you couldn't have. Well, now we got nice typical homecoming. Okay, but you said something better. That's not what happened. <laughs> what is oh, It's all love, man. HBC. Greatest homecoming in Norfolk. As if there's only two colleges in Norfolk. And who who talks about ODU's homecoming? <laughs> like, no ODU shade on ODU, but for real. Bruh, that's a day. 
That's just a football game. That's a football game, bro. I don't care. They go to Norfolk State homecoming where they want some fun. <laughs> and the crazy part is, like, we they they killed the bonfire last year because niggas because niggas. That's typically what happens. Like niggas out there shooting and whatnot. Like why? That's just typically what happens. Oh, oh man, yo, yeah. all right. What we talk about pop culture. So, like, for where we live, y'all heard about the casinos that are coming? Yeah, I'm not so sure if I'm for it. Especially where they're putting it. Which one are you talking about? The one of victory. The one of victory, right? The, it's yeah, right I, by I, me. That's a terrible. I, I think that's a terrible location. It's right over here. I, I live like I could probably walk to it in like 45 minutes if I wanted to. Yeah. I, I I know that's where the land is, so I get that's why they're doing it. Man, they should have been moved that jail off for the waterfront. <laughs> It may have been better off over there in the waterfront, but you still, Capital Manor isn't bad. Let's be let, let let's be real. But we have we have our collection of niggas out here, and it'd be some some uh broke folk yeah. just hanging around that area. I don't it's, think that's the right spot. To put you it. got that on every side. People feel like Churchland is real nice, but you got Peachtree out there joint. Look, it get real out there. It's not really what you want. They've been wilding. You got trucks in. You, I mean, it's just a lot of different areas that's that's real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how I feel about it either, but that joint coming. What's good, man? Try and get a it, thousand. It, 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 it may be the thing that Portsmouth needs. Let's, let's be honest. Portsmouth is in a financial hole. Yeah, and then you got this. I, I definitely want to bring this up to you since you are in the in that city. What are your thoughts on these changes? Talking about going on in the city, bro? I'm talking about James Hurst, John Tyler, and Woodrow Wilson. Um, all right, so John Tyler, thinking about it, um, I guess I understand that joint. I, I really didn't care. Woodrow Wilson, I mean, I don't, I don't care, bro. I guess I'm glad they're changing the names. I didn't really look into it, and I don't know enough. I, I know. I know my I know my folks are probably going to be really praying that they go ahead and go ahead and bring back Manor for Wildrow Wilson. Yeah, because all the folk all the folk were Manor uh, alum. They could probably get Missy in, in on it. Bro, my my <laughs> uncle's a Manor alum, dog. I know I know about Manor. See, my my uncle was in there. He he That's was a drum major and everything. All that. It's a lot of folk out here that I that were Manor graduates. I don't know why they brought up the change anyway. That's not. Well, I know James Hurst. I actually had to do some research on that. And I, I don't know if you have seen it, but the things he did was kind of, yeah, I, I definitely would let you say, because I know he fired some black teachers or principals, something like that, and replaced them with white. It, it was just all kinds of crazy stuff. And this was during that time period. So. My thing is this, because let's be honest, Portsmouth public schools has funding issues. Doesn't every school system? <laughs> yes, 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 but I, I truly feel like Portsmouth. I appreciate is. you for that equal. <laughs> Thank you. Because what people, what you you teach in Chesapeake, right? You work in Chesapeake, right? No, Suffolk, Suffolk. Suffolk, my bad. I, you, you said this in the beginning. So first off, y'all need to handle your own business. Don't <laughs> talk about us. 
That, that, but we we not the ones out here got our schools named after horrible people. My oh, school Lord. is named after a hometown hero. Thank you very much. And that mean that he a good person? How you know he ain't on slaves? Because he was a black man. And it was like, <laughs> that bitch it was what happened. That bitch nothing. Oh, I, I know. I know. <laughs> I, I know. I have uh, okay. I, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but you have some slave ladies in your ancestral lineage? Let's just say I'm related to Wanda Sykes. You said you related to Wanda Sykes? Yes, that's my cousin. Oh, word. She that's what's on, up. She was on uh, WHRO and she was doing a, uh, a lineage episode. And they were just tracing everything back and it came back. It was like like my ninth grandmother, my ninth great grandmother, something like that was white. So my, that side of the family was free. Some of them old slaves and this, that, and the third. I love how so, he said, I, I love how Anthony was like, yo, like, how do you know your school is a name after a horrible person? I say he was black. <laughs> he was a Vietnam. He was a Vietnam veteran too. All right. So he was. Uh, he was a P. I, I want to say he was a POW and everything like that. And so he was out here, like you know, spreading American tyranny across the land. I got you. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Hey, he was, just doing, he was just doing his job. Yeah, uh-huh. that's how we get here, right? They just doing do, their do, job. Doing what the president said to do. Uh-huh. Yes, Ambassador. Uh, <laughs> God, yeah. All right, cool. I'm glad we had this moment. That was great. Yeah, they might change they might change that mascot for Nansman River within the next few years, knowing how things are going. And that see. I mean, they just call them the Warriors. They didn't really do anything. Do you not see their logo? Do you not see what they do? Oh, they do that. <laughs> oh, all of that. They do. They do do that. They do that. That is what they do. That that is their fight song. All right. So so now I'm glad that you done went ahead and and worked this out. Now, um, <laughs> your your school district got your problems too. Let's Thanks. let's be honest, but the. the Entire public school system needs more money. Oh, uh, yeah, but like, and what we're seeing right now is that people really do not care about that. Our no. government has proven that they will far rather give millions or billions of dollars to the top 10% of the companies that exist, top 500 companies that's out there, versus actually putting that money in the schools. They will rather build prisons than fund schools. They will sit here and say that defunding the police is a radical thing to do, but then slash the education budget by billions of dollars. Right. Yeah, of course you can't slash the police budget when you slash education like that. The only thing people are going to have left to return to is going to end up being crime. It's not like low-end jobs really keep you up and running. So talk about whether or not, Isaac, you asked a question earlier about uh, V for Vendetta or Hunger Games. And to a certain extent, man, with, with how COVID is going, I mean, it, it could turn out the way because you see the food thing and how rich folk have monopolized certain industries. So if this continues, they start to section it off, poor people over in one place, like how they really want it to be. Yeah. Ain't no telling, man. But the thing is, and then the thing that have, you have to think about, you have to take into consideration when you put that in perspective and put that in there, 
you got to remember that they eventually, those regimes, now I know it's cliche to say, but those regimes do fall. You know what I mean? And if, it, and if you, especially look at Beef of Vendetta, more so in the Hunger Games, you saw how they went down. They went down in, in a flame of, you know, ash and rubble, you know, which is not saying what I want to go down, but like if. Man, honestly, though, it's going to reach a point where people are going to be like, you know what, you know what? I, I'm not talking about the people who support it. I'm talking about the people who, I want you to say that, like, you're going to have people, not the so-called patriots that they think they are because they're not patriots. You're going to have those people who are going to be, the people on the other side, they're like, you know what, we're tired of all these people who think that that the world revolves around them. And then everybody else is going to stick of seeing the world revolve around them and they're going to force, and they're going to say, you know what, now we're going to stop the world turning. We're going to stop your world from turning. We're going to like shake it to its foundation. And if we have to eradicate you in the process, we're going to do that. And I'm just saying, you know, I, it's not going to, I hope it doesn't reach that point, but that's how, I, you know, that's. We'll see what happens, man. Hopefully yeah. we'll get to the point where people will be willing to not just blindly follow orders. And yeah. that's what our government trains a lot of us to do. That's what we try to, a lot of times, that's what happens in school. Sit down, shut up, follow instructions. Um, right. That's old school, too. Like, what I see more so now with the trend of education, that people are trying to move away from that because good people have been doing studies for a long time saying that that kind of stuff really don't work um so new things coming in man we we are getting away from some of that but but not with how the things are going from up top man not with how some of the things are going from up top i would care more about this election oh well one main reason I care about this election is because I really want Betsy DeVos to lose her job. Yes. Oh my God. That's the big thing right there. Are you? If there's, if there's just like, you know, some people vote on one issue. If there's one issue that would sway me and make me never vote for that man, uh, it's because he got her over here and the agenda they got set up. I ain't with it. He. he she came in i remember when she was selected and i was hearing some of the things i was looking at the way people perceived her and i said this is going to fail it's going to fail and it's going to fail miserably and a lot of people a lot of disenfranchised people are going to be hurt by some of the decisions that she made oh yeah already have been oh yeah anyway huh I was saying, like, back to the light stuff. Anthony, what's your top five? Uh, my top five. Be all the way off. Is this all time or current? Because <laughs> all time, your opinion, all time. Uh, you already know there's no this. This is not really in any kind of order. Pop. Uh huh. Big. 
Yeah, you have. We have a problem with big. Here, uh, you want to hear one of Big's lines, Isaiah? Uh, I don't. I've already heard enough. All right, very well, very well. Because it's, some, it's, <laughs> it's, it's I'm talking about a notorious Big, right? I mean, yeah. he is notorious. Uh huh. Yeah, but it's a problematic I, I, one. I, I respect the craft. I feel like he was toxic as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and I, I said that he's he's. Toxic. I've never sat here and said he wasn't. I respect the craft, though. He he definitely was very masterful the way he did. Um, but he was toxic, so that's why like I won't go list him. And like if it comes, you know, people talk, talk Pac and Big. I'm picking Pac all day. But my bad. We I ain't mean to derail your top five. You had a, I was gonna say I was gonna tell you a line that Big had in one of his songs that one of his boys likes apparently apparently likes to do to minors but it's a little explicit and you know it's very problematic but I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. yeah I mean he said where he was where he was gonna go when he died. That's fair. Anthony <laughs> what's the first yeah, he knew. And like you know for these reasons this is like is that really who we should be modeling ourselves after? Oh I'm not modeling myself after I'm just acknowledging the fact that he was one of the Bar for bar, one of the greats rapping wise. I'm not saying that, but yeah. pop big. I'm going to throw. Hmm, I definitely got to throw three stacks up on this list. I definitely got to throw three stacks on hey this man, list. Why everybody do big boy dirty, bro? <sighs> hey man, look, dog. That's my early. <laughs> That's why earlier, like I said, outcast, not just three stacks. Because let's let us not forget, bro. Let us not forget that every step of the way, this man, Big Boy, was out here rapping his ass off. Big Boy got bars for some twenty plus years right now. Got bars and still, and still putting out. Thank you. Uh, did you not? Did you hear Intentions? Uh, I, I I did see that he just dropped that joint. I ain't heard it yet. No, I didn't even have a speaker yet, and I was blasting it. Man, look, yo. So that's what I'm saying, man. I I so got I, love. I'll go ahead throw I I throw I throw Big Boy up there. So it's just no, because you because you're right. You you're right. That's the thing. You're right, and and that's something. I think we've talked about it because that was one of the things. Like I don't like putting Earth Gang and using Earth Gang as a comparison to Outkast. Because yes, they have, we can, there's obvious influence from, from Outkast. There, yeah. There's no doubting that. But they have their own vibe to them too. They're, they're a modern version, dog. They're similar. They are not Outkast. They're not the new, but they are similar. And this new album, that Spillagen, that joint feel like an Outcast album, bro. I mean, same same with uh the one they dropped last year. Welcome to was it no, just Maryland? Yeah. And they, you had uh what was it stuck? That was like okay, I'm I'm definitely getting Outcast vibes from this. That was that was the first one. Like okay, they bro. definitely they definitely the Outcast man. That that song is like high key one. My that one, the first part of this side, <laughs> right right before the beat drop. And then the beat drop just turned turned into a whole other level. It was like, oh my gosh! So I'm gonna throw a call up there. I know, I know. 
I'm gonna get a lot of people saying, "Well, Cole's boring." This, that, and the third. No, uh, Cole, Cole is that dude that really pushed me through a lot of situations. Uh, listen, Cole. To Cole. Cole, Cole got a lot of songs that just like for any mood that I'm in, I can just listen to Cole. Yeah. I ain't got no kids, so I ain't got to listen to he, She's Mine Part 1 and like that, so I ain't got to worry about that. No, Part 2, but my fault. <laughs> that whole album was for his daughter, so yeah. Yes, like I know people were hating on For Your Eyes Only. I still listen to it. I don't know why that album was tight, man. There really hasn't been a bad project that Cole put out. None, and he gets a because I think a lot of it was that the style of the the style of it wasn't really what a lot of the mainstream is looking at, which is the point though, right? And he's he's so set on and that's why he put out KOD, right? To kind of give that mainstream feel to it with his still having his touch on it and being very very I mean that that joint man is. And in some regards, it's kind of like a catharsis. Like, that joint is an emotional release, man. You niggas need that joint. Oh, yeah, because it's, he talks about a lot of issues that we have in nice block. And in in, within ourselves, the, the drug issue just... And then, like, showing that cocky side of him in, uh, what was it, uh, KOD in the first song. Yeah, and that Motivate joint. I mean, right. Showing his cocky side, but but he was going in though. That track was hard. I, I'm I'm really anticipating this next album because these first two songs that he already put out, yeah, Louis Street, it's tight. That line came on ice, and I, I love that little nice little shot to smoke hurt. <laughs> I never really listened to any of his music, man. I've never heard any of it, any of it either. But he was one of these niggas out here trying to clown Cole. Like, who are you? Well, and then he had his, a lot of cats loved him. He met a very early and tragic demise. And I heard about the album cover. So pop culture. The album cover for Pop Smoke Joint, the first one that they dropped, that joint was so fugly, dog. It was fugly. You know, the Pop Smoke album wasn't bad, though. I heard it was, it was a it was a few it was a few joints up there. I, I still I still blast like the uh I, I can't I can't think what he what he calls on his on his album, but he used uh Mini Men. And so he did a he did a play off that song. That that was tough. And that was my favorite one on the whole album. Right. It's cause he was on that he's in that 50 camp, man. He he signed up under 50, so yeah. Rest a piece to him, dog. But he, he had. Mm-hmm. Say it again. I was going to say, who else is in there? Oh, I got one more. I know. I, I'm going to throw Chris on it, man. Chris is on his way to all time levels, in my opinion. He just needs one more of those albums. And I think he is going to submit his legacy because the dude is just, he's just nice like that. And it's like, you don't see a lot of people giving a lot of lyrical Southern rappers enough respect. You got Crit out here, J.I.D., Olu and Wildbury. Um, it's, it's a lot of rappers out that way that are actually barring it up. And hella rappers, yo. Because you, you see a lot of people, when you see people from that, that area, the Georgias and, thing, and the Floridas and places like that, 
is more you don't associate them with being spitters really they're hype music you got the migos your futures and whatnot so you don't get that from everybody yeah i guess the mumble rap is really popping out the south huh oh yeah and, and, and in some in some cases you're starting to see that up north too, especially in New York we uh with Pop Swords Boy five year four. Did you see and I know you saw this picture, there was a picture that was trending on Twitter earlier. It had Future, Drake, Lil Wayne, and Meek Mill, and they said one has to go with all their music. And Meek was trending because everybody said that Meek is the one they will build out. And I said I didn't tweet on it. I shared it to Anthony, and I said future easily. Why? Because at least those other three guys can drop from it. Yeah. And they don't ruin perfectly good songs on Black Panther albums. He really, he really tore up King's Dead like that. I'm still mad about it. But there was nothing wrong with that song, and he went up there and had to put his garbage on it. Money, money, no. <laughs> See what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. So like, I, the Young Thug—that's how I feel about Young Thug most times, man. I can't, I can't, I don't care for his voice. I don't really care for his music. So there's that track like the London, right? And I was like, yo, this track is hard. And then as soon as Young Thug come on there and start like whining and shit, <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, turn this off, man. This was a good song for like two minutes and forty-five seconds. So I'm taking that you didn't like Friday You. Uh, I do actually like that song. That's he has a few. He has a few tracks that I can really rock with. Actually, I love "Proud of You," even though I just said I don't like Young Thug like that. But like, it's it's not him though, for real. Like, he got a moment on there. It's not as it's not as much as it was on some of the other songs, like on the London that that joint. Like, oh yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about because like he he even switched up the sound. After, it was a track by Rick Ross. I think he was on that one, you know, and he switched he, up the sound on that one too. He got a lot of respect from cats, man. And like as a teacher, some a lot of my kids felt like he was the greatest out right now. And I was like, really? The greatest rapper right now? I'm surprised they didn't say like Uzi or uh, Polo I, G. I got a couple of kids that feel like Uzi is the greatest. Honestly, I didn't, I, I wasn't really doing this consciously. Like, you know how you can just like put on the station or something on your phone or go to some of the other playlists. Man, I went to my phone and I skipped like three Uzi tracks that were playing on one of the stations. I didn't know it was Uzi playing until I until after I decided that I was skipping this joint though. Uh, and I don't remember what song it was, but it came on and I was like, no, this has to go. And then I was, it, no, oh. I gotta be in a certain mood in order to listen to Uzi. I've never found I, I, I already have issues with his name as it is, because if you say his name fast enough, it just sounds sus. Lucifer. Great. It just sounds sus already. You can say it, the light bringer. I know what's up, but I it it just some cats, man. I just can't get with. But then like some some new cats come out, and then I can't get with it. Like Corday, Corday is Corday. When I first heard when I first heard Corday on that young niggas joint he did, I was like, you know what? 
I, I fuck with you, man. I feel like in some regards he missed the point, but at the same time he was on. Uh, he he had a lot of right things to say. Oh yeah, he was properly addressing how old dudes are addressing young dudes, and you making it seem like it's been a whole lot of y'all around in these young dudes' lives. You matter what they doing, but ain't nobody raising them. He so, he made uh, he made a lot of good points in that, and, and like you were saying, I, I I've been telling Isaac this the whole time. He he get he get sidetracked by the trash that he does not want to acknowledge. How many great artists are still coming out now? A lot of dope artists coming out right now, man. It's a lot of dope music being made, yo. And he's like, you're 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 putting your own self in a headlock, not letting yourself. I listen to what here's here's I was about to get in my life. Here's what I listen to. I listen to. Right, I'm gonna get my top out the way. Yes, yeah, who's your top? Eminem. He's gonna say Eminem. Eminem is my number one. And that's like, yo, honestly, I wanted to name him too when you was asking me top five because coming up, that's definitely who I was listening to. Exactly. I mean, Eminem show encore, Marshall Mathers. I I was here with it, bro. I was here with it. The joint was amazing. Like that shit kind of saved my life. So I Eminem feel- was like the first exposure I got to uh, to that to rap in general. Eminem, first- because my brother, older brother uh, Joseph, you know my brother Joe, right? Yeah. He played Mosh and just lose it, and. I and since then, as crazy as that song was, he also played Stan. Like yeah, he played songs from he would play just Eminem in general. He would have it playing, and it would be. I just fell in love with it, you know. And it was that was it. That's number one. Number two is controversial, but he's controversial. But there's something about the music he makes. Oh, that that is it's genius. Although he's an insane person, most geniuses he, are. Yes, his music is very very good. Like shout out to shout out to Paul Adams. I had to throw that out there because he is a genius and that dude is insane. I uh, number two is Kanye. Now, not because for his political views, but. I'm going to be honest, when he was making Sunday services uh-huh. week after week in 2019, and then he capped it off with Jesus is King, I was like, this is, it's amazing. And so he's number two. You don't count as a rapper for none of that, though. I just, I mean, I've, I'm just messing with you, man. I, I know what I'm just saying. It's I didn't just, throw him up on mine just because I feel like he's just a better producer than he is a rapper. In my in my honest opinion. Now, if you said producers, he's definitely in my top five. But then I but then I keep I replay uh, his album. I keep playing replaying Watch the Throne with Ye and Jay Z, and I hear the bars he has on there. I hear, oh my gosh, this my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Yeah, that joint, that album was amazing. You know, I can't help it. That's number one and two. Theirs are never going to change. They're not. I'm sorry. They're not. Anyway. 
number th uh, three is now these is the last three are kind of updated but it's after a lot of consideration number three is run the jewel that's killer mike and elp i went through their whole thing um uh actually no i'm gonna put number four is clear soul forces say who clear like soul forces clear soul they are four they're a group of four rappers from detroit who how would you describe them anthony how would you describe clear soul forces I don't know. I, I wouldn't know how to describe it. I, I definitely like them, though. I wouldn't throw them on, on my top, but they're they're definitely good. They're like, they're a, they rap. They have bars, but it's like they have like most of their beats are like most of their beats are like playing from like the nineties. Wouldn't you say? You know what I mean? They're not like they, they do have that nineties feel to them. Yeah, they have like that old school nineties beat. You see them. Yeah, I pulled them up. Yeah. I need y'all to check. If you haven't checked out Saba, I need y'all to check Saba out too. Oh, yeah. No, I've been on Saba, man. Saba, the, the Care For Me album was, is amazing. And then the Pivot Gang joint that came out. Pivot Gang is dope. I was like, it's all right. <laughs> I like the Pivot Gang album. That's what's up. Number five uh, is, uh, this is, mind you, this is like, it's a mixture of current and all time. But number five is this kid named Token. Uh, he He's like, I think he just turned like 21. And he is, he's, he's amazing. He's like, uh, a lot of people call him like the next Eminem. But I wouldn't crown him that just yet, but he's really good. He said Token. Token. He's got skills. Look up this song called Doozy or a song called uh, Patty Cake. He also has a song with Tech Nine called YouTube Rapper. He got, if if Tech Nine got on the joint with him, then that means yeah. he must be spared. Yeah. You, it's called YouTube Rapper. It because is. Tech Nine is one of those dudes that does not get enough due diligence. He. <laughs> that, that motherfucker be spared. <laughs> Tech is very definitely one of the most underrated. Ah, uh, yeah. In the game, bro. He's yeah. just on a song with, uh, you know, Hollywood Undead. If mm -hmm. you like, all right, he was on a song with Hollywood Undead called Idol. So if you like, if you looking for that, you know, intense Tech Nine kind of stuff, yeah, that's that's him. Also, okay. since I know you like history, right? Um, I have a band I want you to listen to. They're a metal band from Sweden called Sabaton, S-A-B-A-T-O-N. And most of their music is, they talk about uh, military history from like World War II, World War I. Uh, they even cover like Swedish history. Yeah, so if you like history, definitely check them out. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I don't think I'm gonna listen to that. <laughs> Hey, I'm just saying. Uh, you said Sabaton, and they do history music? Yes, they do. Swedish they do like, rock band. That is correct. Swedish metal. Swedish metal. It's like classic metal, but like 
not scream. All right, first of all, it's not screaming metal. Okay, okay. so because I had a student, man, he told me not that his favorite form of music it was um it was like Swedish heavy metal. <laughs> yeah, it's not screaming. Okay, it's not it's not the screaming kind of stuff. Interesting. All right, word. I, I should be open to new things, man. Yeah. Um, I can I can listen to a little metal here and there if I'm at the gym. That's about it. Well, I mean, Anthony, you and me listen to Alter Bridge. So. Bro, when you talk about metal, man, just bring me some Metallica, bro, and I'm going to be good to go for a little while. Very well. Throw on some fuel. Speaking of Metallica, Sabaton has a version of For Whom the Bell Tolls. Interesting. All right, you should have led with that and not <laughs> about military history. <laughs> yeah. That is fair. That is fair. <laughs> So you gotta know your audience, man. You, I guess you said history. I can't be mad at you. Yeah. How do you spell S A B A T O N? Sabaton. Yes. Interesting. Could, All right. It has like shades on a mohawk and like a bulletproof vest. On. They came up. The Great War. <laughs> <laughs> we know that's about. <laughs> Hey, uh, what year is this, man? It's 1940. Like, uh, all right, cool. That's what's up. Bismarck. Oh, my God. You you were right. You were right. All their names. Is this in English? Do I have to learn Swedish to listen to their music? No, no. They do have Swedish, they do have Swedish versions of their albums, but most of it is in English. Like, for example, I know you see one of the albums on there called Corollas Rex. They have a Swedish version of that album where all the songs are in Swedish, but they have an English version as well. Okay. Yep. Uh, and I see this, the Swedish version of yeah. Corollas Rex. Which is Latin for King Car or King Carl or King Charles. Mm. The twelfth. King oh. Carl King Carl King Carl the twelfth of uh, of Sweden. I haven't listened to any like new rock music in a minute, so I guess I should. Uh, I need to diversify my bonds. Yeah. If you like history, I mean, like I know you do, because I know you like history. I like do. It. I do. I've gotten to the point in life though where it's like I really don't care too much more about learning white man's history, and it's like, yeah, and so no, no shade. Know what I'm saying I, I will listen to it. It's just that hasn't really been too much of a focus for me. My brain has been on. So we're talking about music. There's an African music app, right? It's called Dwampa. J-W-O-M-P-A. Dwampa. There's a website for it. You can play it from your computer, too. And they have music from across the entire continent of Africa. They have it broken down by country. They have it broken down by genre. Um, some real cool stuff that's out there. I've been listening to a lot of, well, you can find this elsewhere, but um, like Fela Kuti. Been listening to a lot of Fela Kuti again. They got Fela Kuti stations. They got some other cats that's up there. It was some new things I heard. Just made some cool stuff that was out. This Dwampa app, black owned app, black created app. It was free to use. I only I don't even experience commercials yet. I feel like it's just yep, that joint right there. That joint right there. It's a cool app, man. I thought it was really dope. 
Three, over 300 African music genres in all 54 African countries. Boom. Did you have you ventured east for any of your music, like past Europe and uh, oh, and kind of sort of not really, kind of sort of not really. Um, there's this um producer that I listen to, Onra, and he does um. He does like hip hop, like Asian instrument, Asian inspired hip hop beats. Joints are pretty cold. Uh, this one MC I know from out here, he put me on, man. Uh, my man Black Reekin, yo, cool cat. Uh, he put me on though to these, and uh, my man Onra in the Chinua series, the Chinio series. That joint was really cool. I was at, I was at PF Chang's earlier today, and uh, they were playing some of that in there. That was pretty dope. Outside of that, and like New Jabez, I really ain't got too much for you, man. Um, I listened to some of the anime music that was made, like the stuff for uh, Samurai Shampoo, the stuff for Space Dandy. That those things were pretty dope. Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, Cowboy Bebop also has some pretty. You know that music. She, the woman who did like the jazz in there, she was a uh, she's Japanese. I can't think of her name. Oh my gosh, her name is leaving me right now. I feel so bad. But it was oh, yo one more. So the full metal. Um, I, I listened to a lot of the full metal alchemist music. Also, that was mm -hmm. that had a place in my heart for a good long time. Uh, but more recently, just that on ride joint, man. That uh, Chino series. Maybe not just because I listen to a lot of lofi music, and I don't actually know who some of those producers are. Like, I don't really know what they look like or where they from. I uh, I, I was watching this movie. I, when it comes to action movies, I realize I have no country isn't a factor for me. So I watch like action movies from many countries. And I'll watch a lot of like South Korean and uh, Japanese action movies, even Indonesian action movies. And some of them are pretty fire, I ain't gonna lie. Um, like, if you like martial arts movies, watch The Raid, Redemption, and The Raid 2. Okay. They're from Indonesia. But if you love martial arts movies, you will love them. Trust me. So I was watching this one series called High and Low, and <laughs> the kid, they have a group in there who does a music called Doberman Infinity. <laughs> they have they have a version of Jump Around by House of Pain. But it's like their version of it, and it's not bad. <laughs> it's not. I I found it on I found it on YouTube and it's pretty good. Okay. Pretty good. So there's um It's all about expanding horizons, you know? <laughs> yeah, to that part. Yeah, so. Boy. Anyway. Um, this has been an interesting moment in time right here. <laughs> yeah, it has. Yeah, it has. Yeah. By the way, the Lakers are uh, inching their way to the championship, 17. Okay, I don't think anybody cares because we knew it was inevitable. Uh, <laughs> and my Seahawks are getting the, the the break speed off them right now, thirteen zero. So that's great. I I want LeBron to win everything. That's just so 
him on the Lakers. I want I want the Lakers to win. I I rock with that man. I think he is a goat for various reasons. So I wish him success. Like better than Jordan. You said better than Jordan. Yeah. I like him as a person more than I like Jordan. That's fair. But but Ronnie is not going to be too happy about this. You said Ronnie. Little Ronnie. Oh, God. He about about to get that belt when when, when Pops come back home. (laughs) Out there smoking that weed. Oh, God. That was in the news. His kid got caught up or something. He... Evidently, he posted on his Instagram a video of him smoking weed. Hey, man, kids really be thinking that this shit is cool, yo. <laughs> yeah, they out here recording themselves doing illegal stuff. Like, haha, yeah, y'all, check me out. I'm cool. Now you're in trouble. It's the same thing where it's like, especially, this it makes me laugh when white kids get caught for doing racist stuff online. Then they get called out. Then they get kicked out of school, where they lose that job they had. They were gonna get after high school. I'm saying, well, you're yo, good. yo. So my mom lives out near Grassfield. It's a kid in her cul-de-sac. One, this kid in her cul-de-sac got kicked out of school. He got expelled from school because he went to school one day and put a noose on a black kid's neck. Needless to say, that black kid beat the brakes off a little white boy over there. <laughs> went to school and put a noose on this kid's neck, bro. Uh, you, 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 got, you got to get the hands running. You, bro, you can't come and do something like that to me one by yourself. If you coming out here with that, you, you better come with a mob because I'm going to beat the brakes off you. Oh, facts. What? Yeah. <laughs> He got the break. I, so I don't know what the punishment was like for the black kid to beat the brakes off of him. But I imagine it must have not been too bad. Oh, so I would have petitioned petition to say no punishment whatsoever because he made his bed and now he has to lie in it. Amen. Or more specifically, he's got to lie doubt, in the pool of his own blood. I doubt Chesapeake work like that. This is a good old boy club. And you know, they don't really. Anyway. Um, you said something about it, so it made me think about it. Like that, that joint. That happened out here where we at, where we from. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, that, that that's not that's not surprising at all. It's Chesapeake. It's funny. Right. Like right. every time I see it anywhere, I say anywhere I, mean, I see. Portion got his problems, but I ain't in school with nobody with Confederate flags right now. I take that back. I I take that back. Yeah, because there's a lot. I, look, I drove out of Port Norfolk and I saw a bunch of. Confederate flags like this. So I know they out there. That joint is high key hilarious because that is an extremely black area. So you're just it is what it is. There was one kid though, I heard that he was on some stuff. He always was like respectful to me, which I thought was interesting. Um You know, I, I kinda noticed that. Then then again, I was a uh, very big guy, so I mean, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm 5'6", like 160. I really ain't a big dude. <laughs> like, you're Like, you're shredded, Which one? Which one is, no, it's your other brother that has the whole bodybuilder thing, isn't it? Yeah, so my older brother was definitely, he was actually working towards being a, a bodybuilder. He was doing the, uh, 
it's like a couple of different styles of bodybuilding that they work towards. And he was doing the less bulkier version. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, life happened. There were points where I was like, yo, these dudes, like, who would dare mess with these guys? Because they're only digging their own grave. Because all, all of y'all are well-built individuals. Like, I've known Josh, I've, I've known Josh since middle school, so. Yeah, Josh, Josh the biggest one of us all, man. He out here. He out here. Yo, tell him, tell him, uh, tell the Dolphins, good job uh, today, too. Yeah. Uh, who did they play, man? They, they beat they beat the 49ers. That's they beat that's the brakes off the 49ers, man. That's good. So look, right? I don't honestly, I really don't keep up with sports that much, but because Josh worked for the Dolphins, I have like been keeping up with them a little bit and getting to learn. First off, you know, I'm rooting for everybody black. And they got a black head coach over over there and that man that man high key don't hold his tongue like he with the shits he out here like all like trying to make change and he a quality coach i can stand behind that the uh, the long way so like i want them to win long as he over there coaching long as josh working for them i want the dolphins to come up on everything man they're looking solid and they 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 haven't got to their rookie quarterback yet it look like they're starting to really build a solid team right now I went to a game last year. They had won. I know last year they had beat the Patriots towards the end of the season. Patriots was on their way to the Super Bowl, and they came up on. I was like, "Yo, this is they they go they like make some waves, man." The Dolphins, Usually, the Dolphins get one on the Patriots about once a year, which is hilarious. It is so funny because like the two years ago was the craziest game where they had that big crazy play at the end of the game where Gronk slipped yeah. on a banana. What? Well, well, he didn't literally slip on a banana, but... <laughs> Bro, I was over here. I'm over here visualizing that. <laughs> Not literally, but you get my point. Cartoon shenanigans is this. <laughs> oh, is this Mario Kart? Somebody hit him with the banana peel? And Isaac's dying because Isaac knows this is exactly what I'm talking about because we watched this guy named Chisel the Donis. <laughs> and he does highlights on the games, and he was like, "Grow, watch out for the banana!" Ah! I imagine, no, I just literally imagine a cartoon version of that play. And uh, I was imagining this joint for real. I was like, "Yo, how we slip on a banana in some cleats?" <laughs> All right, word, that's crazy. Let me see. Had they got to the end of the game? Because I want to see the celebration. Oh. Y'all, y'all watch the celebration. 40 man. seconds. Okay, I'm turning to the NBA now. Hmm. It, it, there's nothing else, though. I think we've we've gotten to a lot today. Oh, yeah. We, we've been out here. We definitely got to have you back if, you, if you're willing. It's back. always a good time, man. I was trying to get Brian up here, but I think he had a lot going on, and then he said his Wi-Fi situation was bad. Yeah, this happened the last time, man. I don't think he liked it. No, no, I think he was sleeping last time. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just playing. But I know he's a little distraught right now because his quarterback is uh probably out for the year. Uh, yeah, it, it just, I just got the notification. Andy Dalton's going to be playing until further. Put a lot of money on that or anything. That was my fantasy quarterback. Uh, uh prayers up for Dak Prescott, man. Going back to that roof of everybody black. That man had been balling for the Cowboys. He had. 
And then for him to basically break his ankle on that play was just tough. Wow. It's official. The Lakers are your 17-time NBA champions. What? I wish I want to care. I really do want to care. Happy, man. Let Le- like, yo, you just need to be happy for black excellence and LeBron right now. Like, chill out. Yo, Andy is on the, oh, over here boohooing. Cry it out, bro. Cry it all out. That's funny. Anyway, thanks again. Thanks again for your time, Isaiah. We definitely got, we'll probably call you back on, like, I guess if we're not all dead after the election. We should be all alive. After the election, not not, at least not immediately after. We got to wait till Mm -hmm. January. Yeah, January. I think I think uh, inauguration day is probably gonna be that. Honestly, man, that's really only if by some stroke of luck, Biden and Harris win this election. Because I don't see them winning. I don't see it either. Well, we'll see. We'll have to. It ain't about how I feel or what I want. It's about what I predict. I don't predict them winning, man. I definitely don't think I, – I don't want to see another four years of these other guys. But also, I hope and wish Trump a speedy recovery. I, I think he's think, already recovered. So let's hope. I, I hope he does not die because I do not I, – I do not think Pence at the helm would be much better. If anything, if, if Trump wins, we need to pray that Trump – Survives all four years. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Yes, indeed. We can pray that. I've been saying other him goes, but Trump, man, at, at the very least, I've said this to a lot of other people. Pence gives me Chancellor Palpatine vibes. Um, you know does anybody know the number to Darth Vader? You said what? Does anybody know Darth Vader's number? Nobody can. Nobody. Nobody no. catches that joke. No, I don't have his number. Very well. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't have his number, but um, about sure time we scored. I think Pence might have it. He may. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Pence is a lot worse in my honest opinion. So I, I think personally, I will be able to survive Trump. Because my, my model right now is God is in, tr- in, in control. Oh, absolutely. So at the end of the day, it, it doesn't matter to me who's president because, in my honest opinion, both are horrible people. And it ain't really going to change too much of what it is we got to do. Might change the speed at which I have to do some things, but don't really change the objective at all for me. And also, please please be educated on the things going on in your local areas too, because it's yeah. not it's not just the president situation. I know Virginia has a few amendments that we have to be voting on. Now, I think I will bring that up uh, next week. So definitely check out the things that we have going on in your state and local areas. I was looking into that, man. Some of them, one of them actually, I think, is of real importance to most people. And another one of them was just like tax write-offs for veterans. So, I mean, I feel like just give it to them. I think I'm gonna vote yes for that one. Um, the other one I look at again though. But yeah, it's been a blast, fellas. I appreciate y'all for having me out here, man. Thank no you, problem, man. No problem.
You have yeah. a good one. Uh, stay safe, even though you ain't really got, got to go nowhere. You pretty much are in the comfort of your home, own home working. They told us that we ain't got to go back until January. I'm sitting out here like, boy, I'm about to plan me a winter trip. What's good? Uh, your lessons from there. No, I'm saying all I need is internet, baby. I can teach from this cabin. <laughs> uh, all right, y'all. It's been right, a- easy, man. <laughs> Yeah. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Unbounded. You all be blessed and stay out here and be safe. Don't do anything I wouldn't do because I'm not dumb. Or neither neither is Isaac, so peace, love, and pop stars. We out of here. Cut that bitch off!